All right, welcome to the Pineapple Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is my friend Matt. We're joined in the back with Dave and Josh, and we are lucky enough to have in studio today Seamus O'Neill. <laughs> today we're going to talk about. Uh... <laughs> wow. That was amazing. You should have seen the face. He's not him just out. a drummer. He's not just a drummer. He's also a Stevie Wonder tribute act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this episode, we cover a lot of things from, you know, what how he got started in music, his fears as a child. His fears as an adult. Dreams. 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 What, Hair. What success looks like to him and where he's heading with his life. So stay tuned. Stick around. Cue <laughs> <laughs> oh, music. I, I feel like I should have done something better there. That was my Garth and Wayne, <laughs> Bill and Ted, excellent pineapple adventure. I, I I'm, I'm stoked. To, I'm st- no seriously. I like I'm gonna bring it up again. The pineapples in here. They I seriously like could hang out in here forever. It's like the ultimate most pro man cave ever. But it does much better things than the man cave. It's which, it is a little piece of paradise. It's for super sure. cool. Yeah, it, uh, there's a lot of room for activities. Are we getting on, on video? Yeah, we're right all now? on video too. Yeah. Okay, so you guys can see the. Pineapple. You can see the pineapples. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like it. it's not on video. We need you to describe yeah. it. Yeah. For yeah our this, listening yeah, audience, so, if you yeah, don't mind. So, <laughs> so there's also this an one sitting in a room that's uh, eight eight by ten feet. There yeah, is yeah. a uh, yellow pineapple. Yeah. There's a yellow pineapple yeah. with uh, looks like it's aging, uh, but it, <laughs> he's got like like you know like the mid forties hair where it looks like if you didn't dye it it would be. Seamus speaks into his mic, describing the pineapple behind Tyler. Yeah, and, and when, <laughs> I'm, st- when I'm stressed, the, the whole entire pineapple looks like my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> that's distressed. Oh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, trying to get my forehead like it. Yeah, yeah actually, I could do that. Mine's always like that. Surprised? <laughs> Excited? St- Just happy? woke up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> Windy? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell when I'm in wind. <laughs> Livid. Just when I pass yeah, it. Yeah, guys, look at my hair. Yeah. Oh, check out. I gotta have a, another one. A default. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, man. Did you? Anyways, wait. You said something about that earlier, on the phone. Oh, just about having like, just joking about what it's like, like being a kid and not like thinking about going bald. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that like <laughs> awful to bring right up like no, off yeah. the hop? Let's start off with one. that's his first question. My first question: <laughs> What do you feel about me being bald? Yeah. <laughs> as a child, do you think you I knew about it? As a, as a child, I'm like I don't know how to feel. How like do you it. feel about this? Is it shiny? Does it do anything for you? I'm like, what? Like what? Like where were you amongst your childhood though? Like, are we talking like well? Like, no, I was joking. Right, zero three, I had no hair. Three to four, yeah, it, I lost. Yeah, it. that was the best years of my life. <laughs> fell to my chest. No, I was just joking. How when I was a kid, how thinking about losing my hair was the same feeling I had, like thinking about losing a limb. I remember being like that same kind of gut turning feeling, being like, oh, tell, yeah. And then it's funny once you get older and you're like, oh, it's not so bad. You're like, I can take my shirt off. I don't have to fix my hair. I can jump in the water. The water parts for you pretty much, right? <laughs> Glide right through it. No it's, one can catch me. Do you, me. Like, just out of curiosity, do you still buy shampoo and conditioner? I do. Just well, out of like, <laughs> oh, that's a bad habit. <laughs> yeah, just, I just like to feel, it yeah. makes me feel good. 
No, I do the three in one just because then you use it everywhere. That's right. awesome. I, yeah, I'm yeah. still thinking about the limb. Like, <laughs> I know. like, like imagine. Gotta stop laughing. At like, that. like imagine if the universe answered someone's prayers who was worried about that, but then they woke up with like a leg for hair. Like, like if their like a leg was their hairdo, and it was like, whoa, your hair kicks ass, <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, because it was like. A I just think of you like the axe guy stealing the axe at a, at your work. He chops up behind you like still got my hair though. Still got my hair. Army and navy. It's like still got my hair. It's kind of funny though, like what you think when you're a kid, because it was legit. It, it like felt like that to me when I was a kid for sure. Where it was like, like did you hear those? Like why would why was that? Because it really is just there's, I mean I think eighty percent of the population doesn't have hair. Well, eighty. Well, I might have made that up. Whoa, I was trying to help that's him along. High. Welcome to the All club, right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think well, growing up, you just hear about it, right? And then you see like in movies, it's not really portrayed as a very like good thing, except you know? for Die Hard. I was so, just thinking Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. He does. Yeah, he's the best for sure. So he definitely helped. Michael Jordan. Michael yeah, Jordan. yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, Evander <laughs> yeah. Holyfield. We start naming people that like uh, uh, Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil, <laughs> Doctor Dre, Lex Luthor, Lex <laughs> yeah, Luthor, yeah. Snoop Dogg if he shaved his head, Vin yeah. Diesel, Vin Diesel, <laughs> Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, The Rock, Tom oh. Cruise if he shaved his head, Tom Cruise, Liam Neeson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson if he shaved his head, yeah. Jared Butler, yeah, Jeremy Butler, Gerald Butler, Gerald Butler, Gerald Pizza Hutler, yeah, he had. Uh, Pizza the Hutler. <laughs> a yeah, pineapple. So... <laughs> upside down. But did somebody ever tell you, like, uh, like, did you have anybody in your life that was also bald? Or no? Yeah, like my, uh, well, my grandpa was supposed to be, but he got, like, the plugs done. Whatever they do, like, they take it from different spots. And uh, I remember being like, well, I don't ever want to do that. And then I just remember being like, well, hopefully that never happens. And then yeah. just kind of having the same general feeling of, of that. And then... I remember being in high school and like standing under lights and being like, "Oh, you can kind of see in reflection." But like, I'm gonna stand not under the light. Oh, I had very, oh like yeah, it was yeah. just thin. Like, yeah, very thin. I had like very light blonde hair most dude, of the time. I totally get it though because I I like like the men in my family are are uh, yeah my yeah my dad my dad's bald. So I I totally get it. Like it like that actually that like were I, you afraid was, of that because your dad was? I still think I might yeah. one day. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like, yeah, dude, I want to get some. Like you said, plugs. I'm, I might, I might. But I mean, if they're gonna like, it's like I come out looking like alien. I just, I just have like fangs. <laughs> he can only afford yeah. quarter of his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. trust me, this is working progress. I'm here for yeah. the fang bang. It's like I, have, I, have like, I have like spider. I have like spider fangs for hair. Yeah, <laughs> you're always wearing some sort of a beanie on that part yeah. of your head. Imagine if, like, yeah. that, like with the way the world is now, you could just get anything for hair. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna get these like sick sunglasses, and they're just gonna be my hair, and like I'll just wear them on my head all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna get a cake for hair, and then nobody can eat the cake, and then everybody will want my cake. What kind of cake would that be? It'd be velvet, velvet, uh, velvet chocolate uh, with. Lots like this, four inches. This cake does not exist. Four, yeah, four, blondie. Four inches of icing. <laughs> Just a tiramisu. You know, you get those cakes and you're like, where's where's the cake begin? My cake's made of lady fingers. <laughs> Do you worry about it now, though? No. Well, now I'm kind of worried it's going to happen, but as long as it doesn't, we're okay, right? As long as I don't go bald, right? 
<laughs> as long as I get these headphones on. As long as I got these couple right here. Yeah. Until the next. Now. It's like another phase. I'd actually rather. Yeah. I'd be happy if it would just like would stop all together now. It would be kind of nice because I, I grow it fine right around here. The cul-de-sac zone. No problems. When was the last time you've grown it out to the point where you were like, wow. Oh, Annie stops that real fast. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you've got to shave your head. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> The flick. <laughs> Are you sure he does this? I don't know. It's, I like it getting in my eyes. Yeah, that's no. awesome. I, I like, like, I love how, like, if, like, like, you're such a comfort, like, comfortable person to be around that if, like, it's for anyone else, this is nothing. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, just confronting someone else with this conversation. Right. right yeah. Now. Like, 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 how yeah. does it feel every time? <laughs> time we're gonna do a little like, warm up so you're round. You're bald, hey? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, Get wait, to what? know you yeah. a bit. <laughs> like yeah. Tyler's the caller out, or he just calls oh. him out. Oh like. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything you want to talk about up top? Let's start from the top, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All our sponsors have to do with shit. Shaving? <laughs> yeah. This is okay. We're oh. we sponsored by Rogaine. We'll yeah, talk yeah. to you about it after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what is your preferred method of shaving your head, Ty? What do you do? How, ooh, do, how do we go about this? Uh, this episode is not officially brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> not Manscaped. You're not a Manscaped. No, I like Dollar Shave Club. It's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Dollar Shave. Dollar Shave Club works every time. Every time. Seventy percent of the time it works <laughs> every time. time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. And then it just kind of restocks it, which I love. Because it's like, it is a pain. It is a pain in the ass. Like, I do let it go a little too far sometimes. And I just be like, oh, yeah, I got to take care of this. And then if I stay on it, it's actually way better. Just I, like most things in life. Yeah, I did notice that when I had, because uh, I've got a lot of hair. Yeah. And it actually annoys me. It's interesting because, like, I I hate to say this because, <laughs> you know, obviously with our conversation. So, Tyler, do you know I how hard it is to comb hair. my hair? understand how hard it is to, like, wash hair. <laughs> Yo, dude, yeah. dealing with all this hair. Sometimes when I'm swimming, it gets in my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's funny because I remember, <laughs> I remember how easy it was when I had long hair. I think I was telling you guys that. I remember how easy it was to just, you remember long hair? You just, if you want to say, throw it back if that's what you, you want. You remember, Tyler. Remember? <laughs> Yeah. Remember having know. hair from three <laughs> from three to six? You remember Come what on. that was like? Vaguely. Yeah. But I know now having shorter hair, I like it's crazy the amount that you have to actually like cut it to yeah. keep a style to shorter it that it actually sometimes just annoys me. Just stop cutting it. Welcome to my world. Oh, it's like one no. of those shitty front lawns, right? It's like dealing with your lawn. It's annoying. We let our lawn go that so could go so, so long many ways. <laughs> <laughs> so many things once can again, get overgrown. Once again, we're sponsored by Manscaped. Yeah. 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 Our unofficial sponsor of Pineapple Podcast. Do you guys want to talk to Seamus about some bands and music stuff he's done? We are trying to get out of this bad <laughs> yeah. conversation. Yeah. We're just trying to yeah. we're trying to dig ourselves out of this one. Okay. okay. We've got a okay. lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's transition over to some uh, music stuff here. So you play. You? you played in a lot of bands. Yeah. How bald were you when you first started <laughs> yeah. playing? How bald yeah, were you in your first band? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop asking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are we talking here? Because you know, I ate a lot of my I ate my crusts. Yeah. And then my grandpa always told me that if you eat your crust, <laughs> yeah. your hair on your What's your chest upper hair situation lip, like? Lip. Yeah, exactly. Can yeah, you rub yeah, your yeah, fingers yeah. through it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move the mic closer. I need a really good sound Let's effect. Let's hear yeah, you rustle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rustle exactly. It's, it's like, Speaking of rustle Like again. if you mix chest and hair together, it sounds like share. <laughs> it's like share. That's not what I meant. 
That's my chest hair. That's your <laughs> <laughs> chest hair. Yeah, the chest hair cat. Um, <laughs> what What I did want to get into though about you being in so many different bands, I kind of always wondered what is it like adapting with the different genres, right? Because you like when I first started talking with you, it was you were playing a lot of country stuff. But... Yeah, actually, that's 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 a cool question because. I listen. I I love podcasts, and I like I I have like a squillion bajillion favorites. And actually, the funny thing is, yeah, I guess you listen to podcasts, and it's mostly uh, people speaking on behalf of their own band, not being a musician that plays in like a bunch of different, you know, a different different bands. And the funny thing is, though, I've never okay, so I've never like had to like jump in with like a jazz band. And if I tried, I'd get buried. I like so the truth is there haven't there hasn't been much difference there. I find when it comes down to things it's it's less about the musicality of things and maybe more about the personalities. And it's part of the fun, but also part of the uh how'd you put it? Like like challenge. You know, part of the challenge kind of thing cuz like you know sometimes it just so happens to be that like a uh, someone might hire you to play a gig and there there are no practices. It's like, it's like, here's the songs. We got some board tapes, so they'll have their mixer record the songs off of um, like like live, and like they'll crank up the drums so you can hear what's going on with with enough guitar, vocal, bass, you know, whatever else is happening, to hear it all. And then like it's it's kind of like come prepared, and if if you suck, we'll never call you again, kind of thing. <laughs> and if you and if you nail it, well then sweet, you're in. And I'm. I'm grateful enough to say that I have never come across anyone that I would ever speak illy of. I, I love the scene. I love the people I've met. Um, there's never been anyone that I've ever been like, Whoa, what an asshole or what a, what a dillweed kind of thing. Like I've, <laughs> I've never thought that ever. And I, and I'm not just saying that to like save my own ass. <laughs> and, and like, it's like, it's like, oh, he's just saying that because he can't get it on record, and like, yeah. he, he, like he can't say someone's a. Uh, we not can nice we can bleep out Dill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dillweed's pretty harsh. You're <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to say Dill. Dillweed, yeah. This is my favorite flavor of chips. The what if it's my favorite flavor of chips though? <laughs> and I've you, met you try growing in a garden. I've, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've met a lot of people that are my favorite kind of chips. So and there's a lot of bags in a chip. Before you keep going, one of the things that I was wanting to ask because I think it's fascinating that you get a chance to. Um, to use because it, it's a testament to not only your ability of playing the drums but also your adaptiveness to go into a new environment with each because each band has its own personality you're entering into that what's something that some bands are missing like that could make your transition coming into that much easier um you know what the funny thing is 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 uh, like like I said like sometimes it is a personality thing where like like I, I love being able to walk into like a like like a space and be like let's have a beer and let's and let's let's play music let's do what we're here to do and and there are, um there there are some, uh, sorry I just totally came up on the mic here so if this okay. is in the podcast I, um th there are some times where you'll meet that one person that doesn't really you know what I mean like like sometimes they like they're not they're not an awful person at all but like. You're like the new guy at school kind of thing. And, and they might be like, 
yeah, whatever. Just go set up your stuff over there kind of thing. And, and, uh, you know, and that's that kind of thing. And, and that's just a me thing. That's not an everyone thing, but sometimes I'm, I'm super sensitive where like, I, I, I'm like a people pleaser. So I always want to like, like hey everyone like let's hug each other and 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 stuff like that so if i meet someone that might not be like that like i feel like i'm like oh maybe they just think i'm a loser and and then i won't play as well and then and uh, you know what i mean like i'm yeah. like oh, i i like the love no, and stuff like that sorry if i'm making that sound no no not, i feel the same you way you get what i'm saying like i like totally but um that might be the the one thing that makes it hard for me is like sometimes you'll walk in and like it's just like it'll be like a room full of like yeah whatever here's the charts just you just go do your thing and and i've always been the type of guy where it's like let's go have a coffee after this or like let's go let's go hang after this and and i always say like okay i always like to say like let's go have some drinks after this but it doesn't even have to be drinks it's not like it has to be alcohol it's like it's like let's hang out and let's. Hang- <laughs> I wouldn't say no though. Like yeah, no, me neither. Me- <laughs> with this coffee? Can I get a little bit of alcohol there? I'm yeah. in. I love alcohol, but I'm saying like if someone were to be like, no, I don't drink it. It's I, eleven I, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I drink fine. like I drink like like mushroom juice, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I'll drink. And then we'll have. Then we shall have the best, finest, steamed most nuts. Steamed nuts. From straight from the Canadian oak <laughs> mushrooms you ever ever, <laughs> but yeah, like it's I like I'm a vibe guy, I guess is in in, yeah. in a nutshell what I'm trying so to the, say. No, but that's that, that's the cool thing is that I think that you're right. Like when you enter into, we talked about this even with what a producer's role is, and my experiences were always not the greatest with producers. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas they always wanted to, we talked about this earlier, is change who you are. Yes. Um, And then because I was younger and like, okay, and you've got to like, and it's interesting because I think of it now and it's like, instead of embracing the bands that are coming into the studio and be like, oh my goodness, we have this new gem. This could be a new Beatles or a new Radiohead or Mm -hmm. a new whoever. It was like, you need to, we're going to change you to be like my sound. And I'm, and that's something that I think that, like, even with what you're saying, it's true. Remembering that when you have people coming in, because I remember even for us, we switched like people in the band and stuff, and and yeah, we wanted to be f- like that, they, at least wanting them to feel a part of it. And I remember a couple times some didn't, and it was like, oh shoot, because like that felt I felt gutted because like, well, crap, like I totally. really I don't want people to not feel included and a part of it, and then you're not going to get the best out of them, totally. which is the whole thing about what you want. Which is why for me, when I listen to any recordings of myself. I'm always like, that isn't the best of me because they didn't get the best out of me. I was being told, you need to be more like this. And then I was young. My, I was still developing who I was. And like I was so impressionable. So I was like, okay, I guess if he's saying I need to do this or yes. sound like this or act that way, then I guess I'll do that. And then I have, I mean, it's fine because each one of the albums is a snapshot of like, well, that's where I was at that time in life. So I don't have regret on them, but it was all learning lessons for me. So that's why I think like I asked you that question is because for bands that are looking at bringing people on, it's amazing how I learned over time too, that it's not just so much about even having the best musicians. Cause I remember I was always fixated on, we got to have the best musicians, but you're right. Like how you were talking about, it's like personalities are so important that actually you may have somebody who isn't the most incredible musician, yes, but their yes. personality just vibes. They're like, this is it. And that's where, when you have a situation where, it's unique where you're hiring people to come on to. It's important to be like, hey, I need to be aware that we need to create a vibe. So how can we do that? What can that look like? So each person feels like, yeah, like we're here together. Even though we may be doing this for one or two nights or a week or a month, 
we want to create that vibe. So it's yeah, we're creating a great vibe because you even how you said to you're like, yeah, it affects how you play on stage. It does. Yes. I would have it gutted me to know that. Like, you know, if after like three shows together, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Right. <laughs> ah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you say that because like like you you put it into way better words than I could have. It's 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 yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like we're all probably pretty tender as musicians because we just music's one of those things where you got to do it because you love it. Yeah. And it's true because like, like otherwise we'd all just be like doctors or lawyers and stuff like that. Because Clearly, that's. that's more surefire well, way of... well the probably the best doctors yeah, probably like yeah 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 we'd be yeah yeah we'd sing to all our patients <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm healing you yeah he's you not guilty in your chest but you're gonna live <laughs> i said repeat you're gonna live <laughs> the family's clapping in the background yeah, the fa- yeah they're like dancing they're like she's gonna live heal me yeah, he's gonna live and she's gonna live. They're both gonna live. <laughs> that guy's not alive. Uh, doctor, they uh, passed away. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get to the chorus <laughs> yet. This the is the pre-chorus. Yeah. Doctor, doctor, that's the fifth they, one. The doctor gave bo- body parts to both yeah. patients, yeah. And, but they both lived. You're like, listen, I have a really hard time when I can't get to the chorus. Yeah. So if you could give yeah. me a second. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen my watch? <laughs> Damn it. But like, what were you like? What you were saying though? It's it's. Yeah, it's it's like I feel like music is such a hilarious kind of vibey thing where you could walk into like a little rehearsal like cuz everything's done in a little rehearsal space, right? Yeah. Or you walk in and instantly you're like I don't feel very good about myself in here or like I just mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm not like, you know, it's vibe. Yeah. It's all vibe. Like say you're like the guy that's like I love drinking Jack Daniels everyone I bought a bottle of Jack Daniels and everyone's like we actually don't do that my Earl Grey tea all here and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like a click thing right like it's yeah it's like there's everyone's nothing wrong no thing. one's doing anything wrong ever it's just the fact that everyone's it's like a relationship but instead of two people it's four or five or yeah. three or four or, and it's, or it's interesting because you don't realize too like uh just exactly how you explain that I mean I, it, it instantly just flashed to like a, a opportunity that we had to record in a studio and the, I mean, crazy huge bands had recorded in the studio. And the entire time we were in there, it was story after story about how crazy these bands went in the studio. Oh, no way. And it was, you know, all oh, that piano you're sitting on, man, they had this thing just dialed with Coke and they were all, <laughs> they had this one. This, and I honestly just felt like I was like, I guess I'm not as cool as like all those. And it's weird. It, like, cause I, that stuff never impressed me. I never wanted to be, in fact, like, when I would read stories about musicians that, that went down those paths and their lives, it, it was never like, oh, I want to be like that. Actually, my heart would go up to me like, that does not sound fun. It never winds up in a fun place. Oh, it when, never when sounded fun. Certain like, substances is. I, I don't think it's ever wound up in a. No. Like but a, it, but it made oh, me. It's just great forever. <laughs> <Wasn't that? laughs> but it made me feel, this though, that like maybe, maybe my experience, like I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not as. You know, because you guys have worked with these people. So I was like, well, I guess not you guys are about the story. Like, And I was like, well, I guess I'm not as cool as them. So then I yes. was like, I guess this isn't as fun for you. And then it was affecting me. I'm like, maybe I should just get my t- vocal take over and done with. Like, Because you do feel this level of like, because we are sensitive. We believe like, why did we get into it in the first place? Yeah. It's like, because we felt like we had something to share with the world in a unique perspective till we met all of these surrounding forces that were like, no, you need to sound like this. You need to act like this. You need to look like this. You need to do this. Over here, it's got to be this way. And you got to do that. And it's like, but I'm so not, none of those. And it's like, well, good luck. I, t- I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't I can even, I, I, I can completely, like, even put myself there where it's like, you walk into a room and you're like, 
you know, like, I, like I'm good, clean living, but I'm still fun. And then someone's like, well, Jimmy Page was like, <laughs> yeah. just, he had like six hookers yeah. and rails on. And you're like, well, I'm sorry if I'm so boring. Yeah. For, you know, and, and then, yeah, I totally get Do it. Do you and have the number is, for the local hooker yeah, agency? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Would that better get a better take if I could <laughs> supply you with those things? Well, I guess you better call Jimmy then. <laughs> yeah. Storm yeah. out. Better call Saul. Yeah, but you don't, think it, you don't think it impacts you, but then it's like those little things. So that, that even too, then I realized um, there was lots of times too, like for us, we had multiple members throughout Yuka, like when we were part of it, switching. And I had, and they're all fantastic musicians, great people, but just meant for different times and realizing like some probably weren't ever supposed to really even be in the band. The opportunities just came up. Cause again, like I mentioned, we weren't best friends that grew up in elementary school and had story and history together. And so we actually knew each other and who we were. Mm-hmm. This was getting to know people as we went out and as the relationships develop, which we know even in life as human beings with just people that we get to know. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you're great. Maybe just not going to spend much time with you kind of a thing. So I feel blessed that I had a chance to play with them, but some moved on, some stayed. But it is amazing how you're right. Like having the right people in the room. We even know too that you step into a room. I mean, um, for me, I've always been very sensitive to the connection with like mind, body, spirit. That when, you know, Mm -hmm. when somebody enters a room and you're like, oh man, like the whole room just changes, that would throw me off. So even at shows, anywhere even backstage if we're in the green room wherever it may be and somebody came out like oh it could really throw me off leading into it and i remember that situation with even being in rehearsals and just being like wow something's going on instead of just communicating talking and saying guys maybe we shouldn't be rehearsing today because they could tell stuff was going on it's more important just to let them be who they are let them feel what they're feeling and well we'll come back tomorrow but it was like no we got to slug it out because all the other bands are out there slugging it and like yeah, no we don't no rehearse ball, tonight man. they got more fans than we do you're <sighs> nailing everything i was trying to get at like i feel like you're like you you put it perfectly you're in my like, mind yeah just cut everything we just said just cut cut it all and just put in what he said because it's true it's you're, you're you're nailing it exactly what i meant like like no one's bad or anything like that, but sometimes it, it, it like, I find like music is so full of vibes. It's not like going to like a regular day job where it's like, yeah, I got to log into my, yeah. you know, like, 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 here's my username and I just have to do these. What's like, the password for the snare? Yeah, I can't yeah, unlock my yeah. snare. What's right the now? password for the snare? Okay. Yeah. So, so when I, yeah, I'm off in two and a half hours and yeah. Well, uh, we'll go, we'll meet at Cactus Club after. Right? <laughs> kind of thing. So it's like it's a total vibe thing, right? Where you can, yeah. you're all trying to do your best at you know, at what you do, and and it's like a, it's like a vibe check, I guess. It's kind of a double edged sword As where the, it's yeah, like it's so, you know, it's it's easy to kind of fall off the edge or to feel, you know, unvaluable or not good enough, right? But then at the same time it can also fill you with like that value. Like it's also what makes me feel special and like makes me feel good. And then like, especially when you get up on stage Mm. and then it's the only, like one of the only things that I can do that time doesn't feel like time, you know, it just goes so fast and I can just, there's not like I'm ever waiting for it to be done, you know, other than like going home and seeing Annie and stuff is nice. But like, I don't really feel like, like when I'm at work when I'm just like, like I just can't wait to get home. Like it's nice to go home. So I'm lucky that I've got somebody nice there, but at the same time, it's nice to have a a job to do that you actually love doing too, right? So it's you can have the cake and eat it too, I guess. With this, totally. That's cool. Yeah. I think that as we uh, um, as we grow up as well, and we just get more and more comfortable with who we are, it also makes it much more enjoyable. Like I was sharing that story with you, like when I the last one of the last shows I did was a solo show, 
and I was mentioning like I have two girls and I had never performed with my daughter's side of stage and so there I am with my like acoustic view playing so it's quite it's super intimate for a huge group it was phenomenal I loved it I loved the opportunity I've always I mean for me like playing in my living room with my girls every single day feels exactly the same way I close my eyes on stage because I prefer to be in my living room anyways and I just feel like I'm right there but I could hear my daughter singing and it was the first time I'd ever performed with my daughter hearing her sing. And, I, and oh my goodness, like she's got such a more beautiful voice. And I think she was like two and a half or three. Like, and I bawled. So I could barely like, you know, like ugly crying where you can barely keep together because you don't realize I'd never experienced it in my life. And it was the most coolest like moment. But it's like, again, like coming into who we are and realizing like who we are as individuals and the uniqueness and the special aspect that makes each one of us special. And then what we do, I think it just gets elevated the more like comfortable that we get with who we are, I believe that our gifts just become more and more elevated, which is why I think sometimes really great bands you see even now, like I look at, like I've, I've had the honor of being able to like photograph so many fantastic like bands that I, my dad like, you know, educated me on as a kid. And I remember just standing there being like, oh my goodness, they're just getting better and better with age. And it's like, I think because they're letting go of the shit that people were telling them, this is what you had to do. And they're like, I don't care. And and you're seeing they're like it's yes. just oh my goodness and i'm like oh that, and i think that's, that's that yeah. that feeling that i had that emotion that i had with my daughter was i was like i would give up everything in a second to be at home with my girls full time because i'm not wrapped up in so wrapped up into what i do what i who i am is somebody that absolutely at my core gets my batteries charged by my girls did you ever have any weird vibes Seamus, when you're like on the road playing with all these different bands like it's different genres different people how did oh. you get your comfortable vibe when you weren't comfortable? You know what? No. I've had the pleasure of going away with a lot of people, and I've never had a bad experience on the road. I think the worst experience ever was one time there was this weird dude in, like, Saskatoon, and, like, he wasn't even, like, he was, a, he was like, a patron at the place we are playing. It was, he was, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, this, like, it was the Roxy <laughs> in Saskatoon, I think. If there's a Roxy in Saskatoon, I might stand correct. <laughs> um, and it's like a downstairs. Uh, I could totally be wrong on the location, but I know there was a, there was a Roxy and it was downstairs. And I do believe it was, it was in Saskatoon. And there was this like old dude there, man. Like I mean, like like have you ever seen Family Guy? You know the guy. The, the, the hey, guy. Yeah. Hey, girl, come on here. Yeah. Come on, girl. <laughs> Popsicles. Take your peeps and poops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come and take your shirt off? <laughs> come on in. And he was like that guy, and he dropped something in my drink. <laughs> no, I'm what? not joking, man. I was like 19, 18, 19, oh and uh, let's say I was 19 because. I would have been old enough to play there. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, so, like, he, like, this guy, like, like. Did you see him do it or Oh, no? I saw him do it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, and I remember being, like, whoa. So, how did it taste? Yeah, yeah he's like, like, oh, yeah, it's game yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting late. I didn't feel a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it tasted like Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> yeah. My mama, my mama, my mama, my mama, said, my mama said, like, like the Bobby. What did you do though? What did you do? I was pretty mad. Yeah. Did you tell anybody? 
Oh, oh yeah, I, I was choked. Like it was, it was this unreal. was a, it was a sound check. So it was like you know how like, you, you have, you, I'm I'm assuming we've all done that sound check with the bars. <laughs> the lights open. are on. Yeah, the daylights yeah, are on. But it, but it's like the the regulars are in there at like and, and you're doing the sound check and <laughs> like he was afternoon. one of those guys, right? And so like they totally tossed him out and I remember them being like he's a regular here and like well, you know, <laughs> wow like and I was like what the. It was super weird. It was super weird because I, I don't think I knew how to react because I was like, yeah. so... It's not usually like you prepare for touring in that, yeah. that situation. But other than that, I love touring. I still feel like I'm like 20 years old when I go on tour and it's exciting and yeah. you go with your friend because I I still dream of that. that. That's what sold me on music was like the, the rock and roll dream, you know, like going like like going away with your friends and 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 making friends and meeting new people and and playing music and and you know what you love. I, I love that. I I still love that to this day. So I've never had a bad experience. I actually, actually, I can I can, I can segue into a good one. Actually, okay, okay. Sorry, I totally did not think of this one before. I got food poisoning. This is the good story. No, this, this is a, this is a good bad story. I think this is a good bad story. Oh, I was confused. Because no, I, like... I was thinking, I was like, I was too positive there. Right? Like, I was just like, <laughs> it's all good. Everything's been great. I love everyone. Give I love sniff- dirt. I'm gonna smell everyone's hair and yeah. and and <laughs> not uh, Tyler's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd still sniff it. Whatever's there, I'll it's smell. It still smell. You should smell my toque. It's probably got the same just, smell. Yeah. Smell better. Wait, wait, is that three better. in one? Yeah. Is yeah, that three in one head and shoulders? Five in one here. Yeah. Speaking of being on. <laughs> Three and one. <laughs> All right, tell us, tell us. The that's, not gonna, that's not the one I'm going to tell. But Let's uh, hear it. so I remember, uh, actually, it was with this guy, the country singer Chris Buck, is with this Chris Buck band, and this was before um, we were we were playing this small place in Quinell. This was before he had any of his singles on the radio, right? So it was like this small, small place, small gig. But awesome because we've been up there before, and you know when you go, you know what I'm talking about—the small town yeah. gigs where it's yeah. like it's a party. So we get up there, and uh, how how far do you want me to go with this story? Because there's there's this is enough. Let's move on. To <laughs> <our numbers>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we got it. Keep keep going. Keep so going. like, so so we you know we get there. The bar feeds us, and like, and I had to, I won't mention the bar name because I don't think it was from. I don't. I can't prove it was from them, but. <laughs> <laughs> no names mentioned. So, anyways, I eat dinner. I eat, and uh, there's I, I. We're halfway through our show, and I like I've never felt this way before, man. <laughs> like I mean, I'm talking like like the nausea of being like I'm sweating and I can't like I'm like and like literally like my like like I turn into like the world's worst drummer. So like everyone's turning around and on stage and staring at me and they're, like, <laughs> they're looking at you like man he's so into it tonight. Yeah, he's, he's like, sweating. Dude, <laughs> how many shots of Jack Daniels did you like like what? And they're like are you okay? And I'm like sweating and my pupils are like that. Oh no. It was super weird. Oh, no. And I know I got I got food poisoning. So and like the hotels were above this bar, so we're, we're, where our hotels were, so I literally like run upstairs, and like this is halfway through the set. I'm not joking. Like it was like I I've never I never thought this would ever happen to me. I had to like leave the stage, and like. So can you just for one sec take a pause and like so what did you physically look like when you left the stage? Was there any pinching? Have you ever seen <laughs> yeah. like, like have you ever seen the scream that artwork the scream? Yeah. I probably looked like that. <laughs> like you're like oh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 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 oh, running up the stairs. <laughs> I probably look like the scream picture. Oh, no. That's what I imagine myself. Did you come back to the stage? I couldn't. Oh, my I'm not. So, so, and it was like one of those like three sets type of deals. <gasps> oh, no. Three forty-five coming the up. Second set. So like, I remember. I still remember hugging the toilet, and I could I could hear like the guitarist trying to play drums. I could oh, hear no. the banjo player trying to play drums. Like it, like it, like the whole night turned into a damn joke, and it was oh, so. No. I felt I've never felt that guilt, and I couldn't do anything about it. I was like, "What do you do?" Just profusely, like I mean, like I, I mean, like the singer was like, "Dude, you better." Like he was like, like no, oh, no one was upset with me because of how sick IV. I was. Like everybody was like, "Oh man, like you are," and I'm like, "I, like I'm so sorry, guys." Like I. I would never do this. Like I've, I've never, I've never been too drunk to play. I've never been, like I'll show up with the the flu. Obviously not COVID, but we're not playing with COVID. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I, I've never done anything like that before. So it was terrible. And luckily everyone, like even the, even the uh, the owner of the place was like, oh dude, sorry about my food. <laughs> no, he was like, I'm not mad at you at all. He was like, I, you know, like you were. Like I tried, wow. like I tried. That's and, crazy. And they were just like, "You were sick," and um, stomach stuff messes like can yeah. cripple you. And then there was like, like this. It gets crazier. There was this girl there. <laughs> there's more. And there's like, yeah. and I, I will, I'll go down this path. <laughs> so my <laughs> wife's gonna hate this story. Um, there's this girl there who was like, "I'll take care of you," and like, was like outside the hotel room door like with like and i was like i like 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 things were coming out both ends and i was like oh, i'm no. not letting you in and it, so it was hilarious because i had to like accept like chicken noodle soup from like like some like club going girl i was like i gotta take care of this guy <laughs> and like it was like four in the morning by now and i'm like i'm like answering my door that's as far as i'll go with that story but like <laughs> she's on next week yeah she's she's here next week yeah yeah the thrilling wow. conclusion to her instagram is at mudflaps 86 so that was still country music you said you started with country when did you leave country oh um no, I started with oh, rock. Yeah. Oh, okay. I uh uh, and I still am. like I rock's my thing. I it never I will, left. I I love rock music. I will never stop loving rock music. Rock music is my thing. To need to live. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> the way I. It's it's what I need. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, actually, it started with when I got actually we were talking earlier. I don't know if the tape was rolling, but we. It's always rolling. We. It was when I got kicked out of school. Was when I got my first real band. Really? Yeah. Like that was the story that you mentioned. That was when you got yeah. your Yeah. So I got booted out of school. Did you start it in jail? <laughs> yeah. So I got booted out of school. There we were. We were making instruments out of shoestring. Yeah, 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 oh, no, yeah, you don't yeah, have shoestrings. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> something else. We had the uh, melted yeah. down toothbrush yeah. washboard. <laughs> I, was playing, I was playing beats on my metal bed. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I had two options. Yeah. Hang myself Turn. with my boxers or turn them into strings. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I met my singer, One-Eyed Willie. And I chose both. <laughs> and that was when I came up with a new sound. <laughs> Anyways, this is my single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1995 was a wild time. Yeah. Doing time. 1982. So did you start your first band? No. Um, well, well I, I started my first band when I was like, when we were like 14. And like, we pretty much like, 
tried to grow our hair long, but it turned out looking like a mushroom. And we tried to like mail tapes to Ozzy and stuff like that. We record ourselves like playing with one microphone in the middle. That's hilarious. And we'd like, we'd be like, Ozzy, we love you. I'm like, this is paranoid. <laughs> That's what you called? Paranoid? No, we, we called ourselves Crave. Crave. It was Crave with a K. But then I got booted out of high school. So I'll try and keep this short. But like, so I got booted out of high school. I was in trouble. Luckily, I was I was under, I was 15. And so like, like I didn't get charged with, like, like I, got, I got charged with assault, but I didn't, like it didn't. Doesn't stick. It sticks. It doesn't stick. Well, it probably does in some places. So I probably couldn't be like a lifeguard or and, and lifeguard. Yeah, I, yeah. I threw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I could never work at the corn at cornflakes. They've got a strict. Imagine if you had to work. <laughs> go, you can't work at the M M&M and M factory. Yeah, yeah. I would try to be the guy that puts them in alphabetical order. Yeah. but like they would never let me do that. Throw out all the game. W's. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw out all the W's. <laughs> I'm so good. Yeah, yeah. I've saved. Yeah, I've got right. half the I win here. this fight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm like I'm kicked out of school and I, my dad and my mom totally was like choked. My mom was so upset with me because she's like you're going Was it out of, was it really out of character for you to do what you did? Um, you, no it wasn't because I had just lost an uncle and that was awful. It was he, he, like he, I was so close to him and he died when I was like so I was like 14 mm-hmm. and then my band teacher, Miss Drager, God bless her. She was amazing. She was the best teacher ever and i will go toe-to-toe with anyone who wants to deny me of that because she was amazing and she she was 28 like at the time that seemed old when you're 14 15 right crazy and so she died of uh she died of leukemia no way and i remember that being a real hit to me and she let me join the band class and she let me go like so i was in grade nine and she let me join the senior band she totally skipped me ahead because i was in dance before i love dance i used to break dance tap dance all that <laughs> stuff and i love that so i i remember i had played That's drums awesome. for a bit on my own and i was like can i play the drum set and she was like oh you you actually play and so she's like i'll tell you what you know this is where i'll place you if you join band next year and so grade nine comes and and then she died and it was so sad because it was so weird because I really looked up to her and then I had just lost another family member. Yeah. That's and so a lot. so when it so it was in character for the time I was in but I turned into that rebellious. I just turned into that rebellious kid and I was angry and I was yeah, you know what? There was a few times where like I was I was getting in with the wrong people and like just throwing eggs. Yeah, yeah, just throwing eggs, dropping bows in the pit. And <laughs> so so this you know, like, of course, I got in a fight with a kid and and then I wound up in like, you know, with with assault charges and stuff like that. And it was it, I mean, looking back, it was innocent compared to like if two adults were to do that. But still, it was not cool on my behalf. And so I wound up being like booted out of school. I had to go to court with and I remember my dad had taken me. My mom was so upset with me. So I kind of like went and stayed with my dad. My parents were divorced. and I kind of I kind of stayed with my dad. And he felt bad because I was like super grounded and he felt bad after like a week of like me waiting to be transferred to high schools. And, you know, like and when you were like like back then, like if you got in trouble, it was like anger management is your punishment. And you had to go to like do like the anger management classes and stuff. So my dad felt bad for me. So he left me 20 bucks to go to the music store to buy like a guitar magazine or something. And I was playing guitar 
in the music store and there's this guy and he's like, hey, you're pretty good. And I was like, oh, and I, and I, and I had been like messaging people. I had like been responding. Do you guys remember Craigslist? Oh, yeah. Or sorry, not, not Craigslist, the Georgia Strait. Oh. Remember that? All the bands yeah. used to put their ads oh, in the Georgia yes. Strait. There were so more I, types of ads in that. Yeah, yeah. There was also the personal ones at the end. Oh, right? yeah. Like, it'd be like <laughs> Swedish. You were wearing red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Smiled sweet, at me elegantly. Swedish bodysuit. That's all <laughs> that needs to be said. I missed my chance. I hope it's not too late. Anyways, in you. <laughs> so, so like, I would respond to those and stuff like that. And I remember, actually, there was, there was bands that you and I would, and you would, oh, you would, you would totally know that I would respond to, but I was, like, 15. So, like, I'd phone these ads, and they'd be like, how old are you? Like, I'm 15, and they'd be like, oh, dude, like, we're looking for someone that's at least 19. Come on, yeah, man. Come on, dude. And, like, and like, you'd hear click at the end of the... And so, like, luckily, I was in a music store, because my dad gave me 20 bucks to buy a guitar magazine, and sure enough, there's this guy, I was playing guitar, and he's like, hey, you're pretty good at guitar. And, like, I just jumped on it. I was like, I'm, I'm a drummer, actually. And he was like, no way, we're looking for a drummer. <laughs> and I was like... Sweet. So I like went through the whole gambit and the whole nine yards I had done, you know, on the phone with every, you know, Georgia Strait response that I had ever gotten, and I was waiting for like the whole, oh, you're that old, fifteen. But this guy was like, we'll make it work, and they were young, and it was a band that we ended up calling Far From Saints. We were like young. We didn't, you know, we we didn't ever get too far, but I, maybe this sounds conceited, but we were good for our age. Like yeah. we, we, we played together for like four years and, and we did good and we like, we did all the stuff and, That's cool. and, uh, I was, I was really proud. But then after I graduated high school, I joined, um, a few different bands and that was when I, like, I kind of got into the scene and that was all, they were all rock bands. And I, man, I miss all the rock bands. I miss yeah. bands. Yeah. Bands aren't really like a big thing right now. It's all singers that just like have the same four guys that play for everyone pretty much yeah. so yeah so i went out high school there's a band called beyond the fall i joined and they were amazing to me for everything that i went through um i got to go on my first big tour with them across the states and we, we played with your band like which is crazy cool now that we're sitting here together oh, it's bizarre hey? yeah it's hilarious. i remember like i remember going nuts over over yuka's cover of <laughs> sabotage sabotage right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh man you guys just... i remember you talking about picking that one you guys slayed that song. I remember. I remember our singer going nuts over it too. He's like, "Wait till you see Yuka's cover of Sabotage. It's so good, man." And it's I funny because like, okay. it's like hilarious because that was one of the things that I remember. Again, it was sort of like being able to slide my hip hop roots into like rock. Yeah. Like, how did you do it? Because again, like we were mentioning about, I always loved hip hop and I loved that that movement and stuff. But it was, how do we slide this in here? And I was like, "Well, what about Sabotage, guys?" Like, and throwing it in there was just like a way. And it's interesting because I think we even did. Uh, Bust a Move. We threw that in there as well. Oh, that's awesome. We did a version of Bust a Move and stuff. And that was part of it was wanting to shock people yeah. with like, I can't believe these guys are. And so I think we actually unveiled that one. The first time that we did it was uh, Canada Day at Plaza Nations for some big, there's like 10,000 people. And I remember everybody just stopping me like, what the heck? Because everyone knew sabotage. But that was the point was to just stop people. And even if they didn't remember anything else, they remember, man, you could killed it with that. And so it attracted people. And so that we became so well known for sabotage. It was, That's uh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, like you guys, oh, you guys just crushed it too. And th like th that was a cover and your guys' music, your original music was amazing too. I remember like following the seeds and like, it was just, I was just blown away by you guys. Oh, that's cool. You guys are one of those super groups. 
I because yeah because I remember like so the the sorry to answer your question, Dave, the rock country thing. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was oh, Josh. sorry, I, I it sound I, the same. I, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm actually on the mic now, but <laughs> it was Josh who said that. Knew. <laughs> like so, like I remember when I when I first got into music, like within by the time I was twenty, I had played in a few bands like um that you guys might recognize like uh. I played in Beyond the Fall, which was super being. Yeah. Uh, I played in a band called Rally Car. Rally Car, I yeah. Rally Car. Um, I played in a band called The Veer Union. Oh, I like Veer Union. I like Veer. That's awesome. I Weren't played in a band Veer called on, on Holiday with like a guy named Matt Rode. Yes. Like, like like the bass player. He played for like Art of Dying and and stuff. Like I didn't play for Art of Dying, Did... just to clarify. Um, and like there was more. When you were in Rally wow, Car. Wow, you got around. I played with a band called Chrome. A guy named Sean oh, Meehan. Oh, with a K, right? Yeah. 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 Um, when you played in Rally Car, did you play with them when they did the show at the stadium? Oh, what? The, what? The Ravens game, I think it was, or the Giants? No, no, I went they to. they played that battle of the bands that we play where we won the Mushroom oh, Studios. They no were like way. a headliner, that Rally oh, Car. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's oh cool. yeah, they did that a lot. I remember they do it. Did you guys remember those uh, those battle of the bands? That used to, um, I can't remember what it was. It was like they'd always be at the Tom Lee Music Hall and stuff like that. Oh, but no. There were those. I remember that they, like, we got asked. And again, because, like, yeah, growing up, like, you're just like, we got it. For us, it was always about, um, I mean, the competitive edge gets in there, but we were like. I missed that. As soon as we would hear, um, hey, there's money. We're like, we got to get it. Because it was just, for us, it was a way to enable either recording or touring or gear that was needed or whatever. Totally. So we're like, we'll do everything until we started realizing there was a few of them that were like, these are scams. I think like, yeah, yeah because it was like, there was some going through we're like, this sounds really scammy the way that things were getting pulled off. And then we started kind of giving up on that stuff. Cause yeah, that was a uh... well, Bodog. Remember Bodog battle the bands? That... Oh yeah, we have a yeah. we got a sticker. And I found I pulled out my old power rack and we had the sticker on there and we changed it says "fuck dog battle the bands" because we were just like, we had so many people come. We sold so many tickets and it looked oh, like one of those things where we're like all about we're like, the oh, selling. It's got to be like yeah, yeah. it's got to yeah. be like oh, we got to be at least you know like top three. And then it was just like the the pretty freaking you know done up like you know wearing like the nice buttoned like fancy you know high class rock you know styly stuff and then we were just kind of dressed normal and didn't really have like a we i guess we didn't really have an overall of, as good of a look as they did but i remember being like i think it should be more about the music so that used to piss me off I'd be like yeah me too okay i want to i want to interject for a sec you said you miss bands what do you mean oh man that's a that's loaded um, I know, I know. It's broad. I want to, I want to hear what you like mean. Like a working, like working out, kind of like elastic is, bands. Because I know what happens when people say this, and people will come at, come at you with like a million bands that you can go see at like your favorite local club. But I hate, I hate the fact that there are great bands out there. So I will never take away from the fact that that there are like, you know, there will always be the next Eddie Van Halen. There will always be the next John Bonham, Neil you know, Neil Peart, like but the problem is right now there's not like a like there's not like a spotlight on that stuff. So it drives me nuts. Like if you really look at the mainstream, bands just they're it's not in right now. Like when it comes to like no, there's, there's like and it's there, a there's lot one, of yeah, everything. There, everybody's switching over to like programming and stuff like that a yeah. lot more, right? And it and like like the one band that I like majorly, majorly get on one knee for is the fact is Great Van Fleet. Um, it's like like they, like people are like they're like a Led Zeppelin like imitation. Have you seen those guys? Oh and no, like, yeah, I I yeah I 
but they're not super familiar, but I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and neither am I. The funny thing is, is I had a friend actually make this point to me because I was kind of like, nah, I don't really, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I couldn't even name like a song of theirs. I like I don't really have any of them on my playlist. But my friend was like, dude, they're keeping it alive. He's like, that's the band that is like really being like bands are cool, and he's like, because they are like it's like that's the one band that's kind of. Got got a little bit of a spotlight on them, and they're and they're kicking ass, and they're awesome. And I was like, "You are right." You know, like, who... so even if you don't like the way they sound, and it's not your thing, he's like, "They they are kind of part of Operation Save Rock and Roll," and and the bands, he's like, "Cause it's it, it so is." Do you, kind do you of... think that they're doing it? Uh, not meant to cut you off, but do you think that they're actually doing it to save rock and roll, or are they just being themselves? And I that's think just they're just the being themselves. So that I think is yeah, the key. I think because I think the that's ticket. that's the thing is that again. You know, when we have a chance, like, to talk to artists, and I know even for myself, it's like people jump on what's cool because they're told, listen, if you want to sell, you got to do this. Yeah. Right? And because especially, you know, if we're impressionable, and it doesn't matter what age you are, you can always be impressionable. So it's like, yeah, I guess if I want to be cool, I need to dress this way. Because I felt the same thing, too. Why isn't it just mm. about the music? Why can't I just be myself? If I think this is cool, why can't be this? And I know yeah. even for you, because there was times where we're like, shit, man, like, we are playing you know music that is like really popular in europe and like the uk right now and here it wasn't everything was going to electronic yeah and we were like great so then it actually then made us think through maybe we need to be strategic and where we then release our music where we tour what we do because maybe instead of just sitting back and complaining we needed to actually look at well well, maybe we should go to where it's going to be appreciated yeah so i think that's yeah regions of release is huge because you can you can do all the stuff that's dead here right now and it'll sell in europe like Sweden's mm-hmm. all about like the heavy, heavy, rock, heavy yeah. rock and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's huge there. Yeah. You could still do everything that you were doing 10, 20 years ago here. And like they've progressed. They're doing the same thing, but they've, it's not the same. They're like, they're not doing like fizzled out rock that's 20 years old. They've, yeah. they've moved on and they're doing like 20 years newer rock than what we were doing then and it's still popular over there but that that's where i think that like coming alongside each other and being able to support so saying you just be you you just you, if rock is your thing do rock yes and we're going to help you get to that place because we're going to come along and that's what we even talked about if this community that we're doing with this pineapple podcast is here to help each other to say listen like how you just mentioned sweden it's like sweden this is happening here yeah and some band band might be like well we didn't even know that and it's like well let's help Let's just let them know, hey, guys, you got to get connected in this area. Instead of, you know, spinning your wheels here and be like, it's just not happening. This yeah. Instead of thinking we need to completely change. Because there was times where we're like, man, maybe we should change everything and go electronic and do this. It's like, yeah, but I like playing these things and I like doing this. And so, Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be here and, like, think about it. You could be You could be here as a consumer, like, listening to music and then be like, Holy shit, have you listened to this band from London? Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where you are. Like the internet makes everything accessible. Totally. Yes. So it doesn't matter whether like okay, like, oh, Seattle's only about, you know, house music right now. Well, if even if you live in Seattle, you could make you could make punk music and you could ship it to anywhere you want easily. It doesn't matter the genre you're doing. You you just need to know where to ship out to the markets and 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 market on social media basically yeah, one, of, one of the things that, that you said is key though is you need to know and there's a lot of bands yeah. that um they don't and i think that's where when i talk about community to me how i felt is that um 
I feel like you're a valuable tool and you're a valuable tool. And Tyler and like, we're actually, we got Dave and Josh, they're like valuable tools. And it's like, so to me, if we can be a community where one tool is like, listen, hey, I know more about this market. Like there, this area is here. Cause I think that's the thing is that a lot of times, even for us, we were just struggling cause we were trying to do it all. And then what ends up happening is sometimes the musicianship, the songs suffer, all that suffers because you're not putting as much time and effort into that. As totally. Because you you're thinking, totally. well, we need to confine to this because right now where we're living in British Columbia, Canada, this is what's big. So we'd better change our style to be like this. Instead of if we're actually an active community where we genuinely care for each other because there's enough to go around for there's, all there's of us. There's so much to go yeah. around. Mm-hmm. But then how cool would it be to know that, well, maybe if like I just reached out and said, hey, I can totally help you. I do know. Um, that there's a community that's in Sweden that has this. It's like, really? It's like, can you, like, yeah, I'd love to help you get connected with that. Bingo. And it could be just like a couple little simple things, but to know that that tool can change somebody's life. And I think that's where, like, I know for us even too, like when we were looking at like, man, like, where do we go? And that's why we ended up going to Japan. Mm-hmm. It was a big one. It's like, well, I guess we'll just go. We tr- like tracking where things who was downloading our music yeah, downloading, who was like, requesting. and that's, and now it's become even easier where yeah. you're able to track your analytics and look into it. Like, and again, though, some people may not even know how to do that. So if the community actually looks out for each other because we want to see each other thrive, it's interesting because that's where I look at, you know, being involved in like team sports really helped me to realize that we didn't win with just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody. Right. And it's interesting because I, um, I, I often forget like, when we're in this, sometimes it's like, oh, that competitive gets like, I won the battle of the bands. Like, yeah. that's great. But there's everybody else might feel like shit or but there's enough to go around. <laughs> right. There's, there's enough for everybody to go around. And I think that if we <laughs> totally. do. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, I do think that like if we thought more of a team aspect to what we do, we'd have a lot more um, thriving musicians. It's it's cool. Yeah, though, you too, Because yeah, you, you can it. you can like everybody's so. Like, not now, actually. It's changing quite a bit because people are starting to be open to, like, different ideas and shit like that. But um, in the last 10 years, going up to maybe two years ago, everybody's been so, like, no, this is my fucking genre. Fuck those. And, like, like very clicky with stuff. And stuff is starting to blend a lot more. Um, Me, personally... I really fell out of, like I was I was huge into rock like uh uh from like Limp Biscuit Corn era up to like like <laughs> yeah. Audio Slave blah 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 all that kind of stuff I was huge like that that was my rock period that I was into it and then I was I was done with it I got out of it I got into other kinds of music I didn't like it anymore and uh uh not even recently it was a like four or five years ago uh, I had a band I came to recorded and their influence was Royal Blood and they showed me that and I started listening to that album I'm like oh my god I love rock music again <laughs> and and you know what's cool about them is they're a two-piece band they play all their shit like they're they're a live band that plays their stuff but they they layer their sounds and they make it sound modern. And, you know, you could do live music and still cater to the, you know, oh, you can't, you can't achieve that sound now with, with like live music or whatever. Well, you could layer in samples, you could do whatever, but like the sound that those guys achieve by actually playing live, that's, they, they, they sound so unique now, which is really funny to say, because 
they're just actually playing their instruments. There's no, they're not programming it. They're just, they're just layering it with really cool mixing. You get the energy. And That's you get, crazy. But you I get the energy that. of, of this like really amazing. So it's a, it's, it's a bass player and a, and a drummer and the bass player has pedals. He has like octave doublers and he, he'll like snap on like four or five of them in a row and like, some will go to fists, some will go to octaves, and there's like, and he has this huge like, symphonic sound. All he's playing is bass, and it's like, and it sounds like guitars and bass and everything all playing at once. But you just use the studio magic, and you can make live playing sound that way. And it's it's simple if you do it that way, and you can achieve a modern sound. So true. Well, it's I think that's, that's awesome. It's, it's I, cool I to hear that. like your passion for that because like that's well, it's it's I I just really like musicians playing. It's it's sad there's not so many musicians playing anymore. Well, they they are. It's just it's just taking on different tools. Yeah, to get yeah, the yeah. That's but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, so that, and that's where I was like, what I mean though is that like when we were coming up. And I remember we'd have questions about certain things. We didn't dare ask any other bands because other bands were like, I'm not telling my secrets. Right. Or they judge you. Yeah. Where now I think, oh man, we had a lot of secrets we could have shared with people that we learned. Like all of the times, and I'm sure we all have those stories of like courting all different managers and all the just bullshit that the managers told us and labels and and lawyers and sitting down and going into the hotel rooms. And it's like, oh man, like I talked to you guys about, you know, you got to kiss these people's ass if you want to get your song on the radio. Yeah. And I was so anti that person. But the thing is, if we all came together as a community, like, we'll help you out. Like, we've been building these, we'll help you out, because, like, great music's great music, and there's enough to go around, and it's not, um, it's not so much just about being like, listen, we're the one good band that's in British Columbia, and there's going to be no others because we're going to not be able to make money in British Columbia. It's not yeah. that at all. In fact, like, you know, Dave was just saying about how small the world is. It, it truly is, and this is a phenomenal time to, to be able to play in multiple bands, have multiple sources of revenue, and I was why I wanted to get to one of the questions I had for you was when you were younger, what success looked like for you when you were younger? Does it look like that still? Oh, the, oh wow, that's a really that's good a great question. question because a lot of the time I think I am so okay. So uh, when I was a kid, I didn't even want to play drums. My um, I I wanted to play guitar because like drumming was lame. You were stuck in the back and you you sat there and looked like a goofball like 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 maybe you'd see half your face behind a symbol half your face drooling yeah yeah because yeah, the, yeah, exactly. the stage was <laughs> level. level yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a drummer yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the only way to get me off your doorstep is to pay for the pizza <laughs> or i'll sleep with your girlfriend <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> like so like, like he just gets up and leaves <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry you mean you guys didn't order a pineapple pizza? Yeah. Only pineapple? <laughs> yeah. Shit. No, man. It was, it was mushrooms and pepperoni. <laughs> but, like, so, like, I didn't want to. And so we're. I still remember this. We're driving, like, like my friends, my best friend growing up, and then my, and also my, my mom was, like, her, his mom was my mom's best friend. Um, You know, we're driving home, and his dad had built a jam space because he had just started taking guitar lessons, and that's really where my musical, you know, my need to need to be in music began um and i didn't want to play drums i wanted to play guitar because that was way cooler so on the way home my mom like dips into this like flea market on the road coming home from like whistler 
um, on dips the highway. In? Just dips right in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she was like, yeah. Oh, that's a dab. That's a dab. Dabs. We'll edit that. We'll call it a dip. Look at me, kids. I'm dipping. I'm dipping. So my mom pulls in and she she goes through like these like you know all these like CDs and she like busts out the Motley Crue Girls 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 CD and she's like, if you want to see a cool drummer, if you need to be sold on drums, here's a cool drummer. So why was she? Why drums for her? I don't know, which is crazy because you would think as a parent you really she had a would Tommy Lee. No, oh, yeah, Crew. exactly. She oh. nailed Tommy Lee. Yeah, and she's a teenager. And why not Phil Collins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the guy? <laughs> I just, I just he's him. bald, isn't he? No, no. Oh, <laughs> no, we're back full now. circle. Just the, oh man. So like she like you know like and of course she sticks she sticks this CD into the player and we drive and I'm like whoa the drums sound huge in this and, and I'm kind of like this is sweet kicks off with that wild side song you know and the drums are just huge and uh, I'm I'm kind of like oh but but I'm like a stubborn like 13 year old where I'm like yeah it's all right yeah I still know best I still like think. Uh, <laughs> and so anyways i get home and i and i go on kazaa you know that's the that's the download site right and i and i download it takes like four hours to download the music video for wild side by motley crew and it's the live footage type of music video and there's tommy lee in the breakdown just spinning upside down on a drum set and that right there was like oh like that is what I want to do. You're like, mom, I am joining the circus. I'm gonna yeah. join Motley Crew tomorrow. <laughs> so I sent my resume in. I just <laughs> I'm 15 yeah. or 13. Yeah. And so, um, I you know I get into that and I'm like, oh man. So like you were asking, you were like, did did what sell you on music? Is it still the same? You know, like what sold you on music? Then? What was success the to you? Is it still the same today? And 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 the weird thing is, it's it's funny because that that question blows my mind because the whole rock star thing, you know, did sell me on music. You know, like like who's a bigger rock star drummer than Tommy Lee? And I'm sure there's arguments out there, but he's pretty like bigger, yeah. famous. Well, when it comes to like famous and huge and large, and you go and watch <laughs> him play, yeah, more ways than one. <laughs> You've yeah. seen the. Uh, the video on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> the video. You, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, it's, it's <laughs> like, like, and I still love, I, I, I idolize Tommy Lee. So, because so he was that, su- was that success? Like as a kid, you were like that, if I can do that, I'm successful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, so, and then, and then I watched that movie rock star with Jennifer Aniston and Mark Wahlberg. And that story, that that's kind of the story of, of, you know, he makes it huge. But the funny thing is I found the depressing part was when he like, quits the band goes back to his roots i was like oh that's the depressing part and everyone's like no it's not the, de- <laughs> the depressing part is when he's all famous and he loses everything that's close to him and i'm like no it's not yeah that's it's hilarious. depressing when he like leaves all the awesome huge stuff when and, he gave up yeah yeah mm-hmm. i was like what he's singing in a coffee shop now but then jennifer aniston falls back in love with him lame <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as for as for uh how things have changed then? Well, hang, said, hang on for when, yeah, one sec first. But like, so what's su- up? Success now. Yeah. 
so like success now it's 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 changed a lot but it hasn't changed in the sense that i i still love the big rock show the big rock show to me is 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 it's that still remains the live same. live you know, show the, the live, live playing big, like like my dream is to like be pounding drums in front of twenty thousand people every night with pyro flying up. yeah so, however oh, yeah. the one the, the thing that's changed is it's like like, do I want like a million girlfriends in every city? Not at all. Not at all. I'm so happy with my wife. I'm so happy with my little girl. <laughs> and I know you can't have that if you choose to be some guy that sleeps around with a million girls yeah. every night and stuff like that. And that's okay for those guys that want to do that too. That I will never, you know, if there, if that, if that exists, I don't think that's as big now. Anyways, um, the rock. I, I think I, the I rock think star thing as, has died down a lot. Yeah, 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 and and some of it for the better for sure. Because yeah. it's like it's you know like it's like that's exhausting by the sounds of it. Imagine like being like you have to be this guy that like you know goes Tom, through 14. Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean he probably could keep up with that too. And like I, I and I still like dude, like on a Friday night if I'm sitting like at home with like a gin and tonic in my lap, I still will like YouTube the crap out of like Tommy Lee drum solo videos and I still uh, like adore his like hugeness and like how large he looks while playing like like if you watch like a video of him going upside down or any of his drum solos. They're so cool. I, I've never seen a drummer that looks like like more cool than him while playing. It's, it's and, and definitely that, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And he, so I really do idolize him on that aspect. But when it comes to being a family guy and being like, do I want to be that guy that's out all night partying, or do I want to like um, go home afterwards? It's like my I, okay. So it boils down to this: my idea of like the perfect. The, like just the right concoction of of like w- like what would I call success? It would be like playing those rock shows and playing those huge, big like you you know larger than life, cool shows. You know, like Tommy Lee going upside down on the drums, like building a roller coaster for your drum set and pyro and everything. But you know what would make me extra happy is back to what we were talking about earlier is being like there's that. But then my then my little girl's on the side of the stage, and I go home with my family afterwards, and maybe yeah. I can, yeah. and maybe I might be on tour, but I fly them out whenever I can, um, to like whatever show I might be playing, and I can have them side stage and and maybe see her light, yeah. eyes light up. Hey, who knows? Maybe she might think that's lame, and that like <laughs> she wants to be like a, a brain surgeon, and that's even better. But yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like I, my dream is to have the big rock show on stage and the family life at home, where it's like you know, yeah. walk off that stage and, and like and like your you know your little one and your wife's there, and you get to just love your family. So that's much. that's that's uh, the perfect mix for me. Today, today, actually, before today, I um actually my my daughter was over at uh, the grandparents, my my wife's uh, mom and dad, and uh, they were talking about music, and she's like, oh yeah, you're. Your dad does music. She's like, no, he just listens to music. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like oh my god, that's awesome. So, so anyways, today, today, Rosalind was out with with Reese, our our youngest, and uh, I had to. I was doing some mixes this morning, and they're like, I had her at home, and I I never bring the kids out here because it's like, I'm I'm coming down to work, and it's like I I don't want the kids here because the distraction, whatever. And so, I was, but today I was like, okay, 
you know, you come out, you're going to, you, you're going to do some like reading practice on your iPad or whatever. And she sat down beside behind me and I started going through the mixes and stuff like that. She's like, uh, it was some covers that some covers and some originals that we recorded here. And, uh, we went through, there was a, uh, what's the, um, what's the song she did from, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy with all the tattoos on his face. Oh, Post, Post Malone. Malone. Yeah, that, um, you know the song Ashley did? Yeah, yeah. What was the name of that one again? Uh, wow, congratulations. Da, da, Circles. Da, 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 it's the, it's the, one of the big ones that he yeah. sings all the way through. But anyways, uh, so I was doing that and she was singing it and she's like, Dad, I know this song, but I know the guy version. Oh, and I said, she's like, I've never heard the girl version. And I said, yeah, well, I recorded this here. Like, this is what. And she's like, you recorded this? And I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do for work. And then she and she just, like, turned her iPad off and she threw it down. And she's like, you make these songs? <laughs> like... Mind yeah, I'm like, oh, she's 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 proud of me. It's That's like awesome. it's like it a step brothers moment. It's like, do we just become best, best friends? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you want to do karate in the garage? Yeah. Yep. Yes. You're like, so, yeah, I actually do this stuff. That's she's like, wow. That's okay. Awesome. And then all of a sudden, she was just she's sitting there with her like your chin on her hands, just kind of watching, wow. going like, I love this music, Dad. Yeah. I can't believe you make this. That's <laughs> so funny. Well, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> That's for sure. I, it's interesting because, like, when we're talking about success and what it looks like, it, it's, it's you know, when you look it at changes, your life. changes, man. Yeah. And when yeah. you look at your life now and where it is now, where it was and where it's going to go, um, I mean, I know even for us, like I mentioned that we sat down and thankfully, like our, my father-in-law was our, our business manager for the band and he sat us down and asked us about what success would look like for each one of us. And it mm-hmm. was completely different to all four of us in the band at the time. No way. And it was like, oh, wow, because we're all four different people. And yeah. it's interesting because it was phenomenal to hear that and to realize, too, that it changes. And mm-hmm. like, would you have ever guessed, even for myself, I look at it and it's like, okay, well, I would have never guessed that I'd have been in the same band but with so many different people because obviously like it was like oh you know you i mean even if you look at your story it's like so you see this one band they tour together forever as the one band Mm -hmm. and you're in that one band so that's what it's going to be and now you look at your life and you're like well wait a minute i've been a part of multiple bands i have multiple sources of revenue coming in um even in my own life i didn't i didn't never realize that i would write for tv and film and other artists um and this and like I, i never thought of that because in my mind when I first got started, nobody had even opened up those opportunities for me that, mm-hmm. hey, by the way, you know, you can actually be at home and receive checks in the mail. It's like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I, no one talked to me about that. So success looked one way. Yeah. And then it's interesting how if you're not open to adapting and going with these things, how it can be a real big letdown when you realize that you're right. Like even now you look at your, what your success is, it has changed, but you're still being able to be who you are and do what you love to do. And so to me, I look at it now and I'm like, man, I wish it would have known again that like earlier is just be open to things as well and be open to adapting and to changing and realizing that um, it may not look like I, I feel truly blessed that I was able to travel to all these amazing places in the world to be able to meet amazing people, to play in bands with amazing musicians, to create some phenomenal music. I cannot believe people paid money to come see me do something that I mm-hmm. did every day in my room and I still do every day with my yeah. girls. Yeah. I you feel know. so honored that yeah. I get that, that actually happened. That yeah. to me, I'm like, 
that was quite successful. And like, that, that's yeah. success. that is success like, right there too. Yeah, like the fact that you can do j- like th- that and that in itself is is huge. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because like I've that has definitely been part of my thought like, like my thought process. Yeah. And I've, I've, like that that is mind blowing. You know the what I will that, say? Even is... the fact that you said you've been to Japan like to yeah. play music. That's freaking but so like, crazy. But, but for you, it's like, so are you not successful because you weren't twisting around in the air like a circus act and like this? Yeah, no, it's like, it's not like, at all. But like, so I do have those moments where I'm like, oh, it's, I'm not playing in front of 20,000 people. Yeah, but, well, it changes over time I, I, I though, right? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It changes, yeah. like probably five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, like, like your vision of success was one thing and then now... It's not that at all. Like, like, I got into it. I was producing songs because I got into DJing. And uh, then I started producing songs when, like, well, I want to have, like, I want to make the uh, sandstorm where, you know, every uh, like, I go DJ a show and everybody goes, like, oh, the famous song. <laughs> and I'm Dude. the famous guy. But, like, now I, I don't care about that at all. I don't want to be on the stage and do that. I just want to... My my vision of success. I want I want other artists to come into the studio and then have them go. Thanks for helping me make my dream come true. Like cool. it's it's mm, totally really cool. changed. I don't yeah. I don't have the desire to do what I wanted to do before. I have a totally different one now. Speaking of, I loved what you did with War Pigs. Did you hear that? That was dope. <laughs> I I thought of one. You know what you should you should I I for some reason like literally like when you were saying that, I had an idea across my mind like like about like twenty eight seconds ago. And it would be you know, it would be sweet if you did like you know Paranoid by Sabbath? No. I feel Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On me, cause ah, 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 I know, I know the song. I know the song. <laughs> um, it sounds identical. Uh, like, like Aussie? imagine if you mix, if like "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath with that Fat Boy Slim song, uh, right about now. The funk show, brother, right about now. That would be cool, actually. That just, I thought of, I don't know what, I don't know. That was weird. I, I just, I had to say it. Like, I was like, dude, that'd be sick. That's, I can totally hear good, that That's now. a good song to do, for sure. If you sure. mix those two together, and you could, like, really mess with the, oh, sorry, touching the mic here. Um, You could you could totally, like, mess with those yeah. two. You know what I'm talking about? That would work. That would work, for sure. Nerd moment. Nerd moment. Nerd moment. Something I wanted to get into is not really music related. Something more of a little bit of a difference between you when you were a kid and you now. What's something when you were a kid that used to scare you? Mm. As opposed to what scares you now? <clears throat> oh, man. You know what's crazy is I, I still, I hang on to my, I, I, I have this weird childish side where like, you can ask my wife, like, she's like, yeah, you do. You really hang on to like your child, like, like. Like not that I'm like Michael Jackson in the ways that people, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like part of his, like I like he, he like he like you know he had his like uh, his his ranch and stuff like that, and I was like that place looks cool, right? Like like to this day, my ideal like I I'm not one of those people that would ever want to go to like the Bahamas and like lay on a beach for two weeks and be like all inclusive, <laughs> it's all inclusive, so it's a good trip. 
Yeah. I, I would rather like do a road trip across California like me and my wife did on our honeymoon and I, we went to like haunted houses and and like just Disneyland wing, wing and, it. Yeah, and like we like we had this whole We were thing. talking about this last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Like Matt was talking about this. Just just winging it on vacations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I need it to be exciting and fun and like yeah. like 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 almost like you. I'm not see. a sit on. I'm I'm the same thing. I'm not a sit on a beach. Yeah, it person. just doesn't appeal to just, me. Like no. I was just. I'm like, an adventure. Like my wife and I are the same thing. If yeah. we're going in any sort of, it feeds our souls. I want to do adventures. it. Like a our girls kid are the same thing. We go on adventures all the time. In fact, like this weekend, that's what we just so had. Exciting Ask the girls. Them. You're the adventure leaders. Where are we going? Yeah. And give me like, give me the <laughs> shitty motel and I'm out all day and I'm coming back in just to go to sleep and then I'm out again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, we're, okay. So where did, the, where did this question? Go? <laughs> so yeah, when you you were pretending to be Michael Jackson, yeah, <laughs> you were on the ranch. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was on the ranch. And yeah. some, and what, what scares you? Okay, so anyways, so the funny thing is, is, is <laughs> the ranch doesn't scare you. I'm Memories. not. I'm not scared. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're scared. You're crying. So my like so like it's kind of funny how I still have the same fears as when I was a kid, and I still have the same reoccurring dreams from when I was a kid. I'd love to go to a dream interpreter. That's something I've never done. But mm, part of me thinks oh, so, so. Part dream. of me thinks I'd be like I'd leave, and I'd be like you're full of poop because you just, you know what I mean. Like I'm scared I'd go to like some like dream reader, and they'd be like, oh yes, you're scared of having fire for hair, and like <laughs> or like. Um, <laughs> You're scared of having a pineapple for a chest. <laughs> and like, you know, yeah, I mean, honest, like, honestly, oh, I think you should go. Because so, I, I am absolutely blown away. I, I've had some stories in my life of people that have dreamt things that you would not believe have actually come to fruition. And so I've realized that, you know how they say that like we barely tap into any part of our brain that yeah. it is, and that we live, I mean, I just was reading about it this week, that we live literally with 70% of our life we're on autopilot. Yeah. And so we're barely utilizing. That's just and what our true. brain defaults to. So I think that, again, there's certain people, again, tools. We're talking about things that people are gifted at. Um, there are people that can help to read. And I think sometimes it is phenomenal because I've definitely had dreams in my life, too. So I'm curious to hear which ones you have. Yeah. Cause yeah it's always curious to see dream? if they're similar. Yeah. But it would be fascinating, actually, to have somebody come in and do it with us. We should yeah. have that because I would be terrified. Oh, that would be Ooh. such a good but podcast. Well, yeah. it is one of those things. It's yeah. like uh, it's it's terrifying at the same time because sometimes you're nervous of what is it saying about what is my what subconscious saying yes. that I haven't been. So go ahead and share so, yours. So <laughs> good luck, by the way. And, and I still have this dream, and I still don't know what to think of it. I am, so, so I've had – there's these two reoccurring dreams I've had since I was a kid. One – it's like this, like, okay, so, like, it's like this, um, when I was a kid, I grew up in a complex, and I'd, like, in my dream, I'd be skateboarding like I did during the day, and I'd come around the corner, and there'd be this windmill, it'd just be a windmill, but it's not about the windmill, it's about the feeling that I felt, and it would be mortifying, like, that meant, like, bad shit was about to happen, you know what I mean, like, if so, so, like, I would, I would come around a corner or something, or I'd be at school and it was always always in this dream right and then there was this face so so sometimes i'd like shoot awake just because i'd be like dead asleep everything would be blank and this face would just appear and it looked like the like it looked like a like a like the joker or something like that and it was like those two things always came hand in hand and then there was another dream that i would have and it was about like an albino spider 
You know what I mean? Like it was like this. There's always a really white, almost translucent spider would just appear. But the funny thing is, none of these things were as scary as their presence was. So it just meant something. It symbolized, like, like bad. I and wonder. I had that. I've, I still have that dream. I'll like literally be like, get up in the morning. I'll come around the corner, and there'll be like a like a windmill at the end of the hallway, like a little like like a little Charlie Brown doghouse. Oh, weird. With a windmill on it, right? Mm. So now what? it's turned into a full-on scenario in my head. That like, which is crazy because it's a windmill, um, albino spider, this face that I'm trying to describe. Now it's turned into a fear of turbines. You know those turbines. You, see, you, know, you know you're driving through the. You know when you're driving through the prairies and there's like hundred thousand of them just going like you know maybe not hundred thousand but you know what I mean like they're just all along yeah. the hill. And like you look up and like if you're driving through the prairies, and you're, you're afraid of them. And you look through it and you're like, those things look creepy because so- there's like these three <laughs> legs. So I have this like reoccurring dream now that the, my all my dreams have morphed into, of the of these like you know those like white turbines. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. And I'm imagining imagine like you know so they're on like a stand and then there's like the three wings that spin around. Imagine They're if, blades. like, you were like, if you were in the back, yeah, blades, I'm like, just the, yeah, like, no like, like the stand <laughs> with the blade, like the three blades swinging around. So imagine if you, like, this is my nightmare that occurs to me, and it's and it's hilarious. Like you guys are gonna laugh, but in my dream, it's like it's real, and it's scary. And so, like, imagine like if you were doing that, you're driving along, and there's all these turbines. And all of a sudden, you're kind of like looking out. Say you're not driving, and you're looking out the back window, and you and like say Walkmans are still a thing, just to make it even more movie esque. <laughs> and you've got your Walkman in. It's like that yellow Walkman, and you're listening to like Blink One Eighty Two just came out with Enema of the State, and you're like looking out the window, and you're jamming along. Say you got a little like sibling, and they're in the thing beside you, and mom and dad are up front. You're looking out the window, driving through the prairies, and you're looking up at these all these. Turb like turbines are and they're and they and they're you know they're never ending when you go through certain like certain places and all of a sudden all the stands that they're on start to like like shakily like bend over and like they like and like break off and then the three blades turn into legs <sighs> and like and like all of a sudden they've got like they've they have like a face and they've turned into like albino spiders. And you realize, like, you're in this, like, valley of road. And Whoa. they're just, like, lined. And they're coming down the road at you. Kind of like in, like, an apocalyptic zombie movie. Giant albino you just, spiders. You, and, you're, and your dad's driving. And he's just gunning it. And, like, these things. You can't outrun these things. And, like, and like but they have a face like the Joker from Batman. Weird. And, can like, can I share something with and you, And I Seamus? still have that dream to this day. And that's what that, that's one of my biggest fears. I so see those th- things and I just start shaking. That's this funny. thing I read, those types of dreams, those lucid dreams, they say it's kind of like you're busting into an alternate reality where that's actually happening. Like you've got another version of you. Yeah. Where like that is real for you yeah, in a so different real. universe. And now that I have a little girl, now I dream that I'm driving. Oh, no. And I'm and, and like I and like you don't make her listen like, to Blink One Eighty Two though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay out of the prairie. She can listen to anything yeah, she wants, yeah, yeah. but she's got to use that yeah, Walkman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batteries are dying, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you, so in the complex that you grew up, was there really a windmill 
at the complex? No, there's no windmill whatsoever. Why? What's, what's the? Really, I'm really curious. What's why, the windmill? Why, why, is it a Don Quixote kind of thing, or? I remember, like, yeah, like, like I don't know. I have no clue. I can't explain it because I've always wondered. I've always wondered why. It's amazing though how it does. No absolutely... windmill. I grew up like in East Vancouver. There was like it was like, <laughs> and it was like it was almost like a dog house with the little like Charlie Brown. Weird. Like, and there was nothing in your area like that. Nothing like that. That's have you ever funny. gone back to the area you grew up to just yeah, go take a look? Yeah, I have. I've, I've definitely like, like because I remember I went back to like see my old high school. You know, do that thing. Nothing. Well, I had like and a... that crossed my mind. Wow. I, like I never talked to about it, like about it with anyone. But I, I can't even it. pretend to like dive into that as if I know anything because it's yeah. just I. It's so out there. What yeah, what that's... what did you guys have as as? I was afraid of being kidnapped. I was gonna. I was for wondering. me. It was kidnapped for sure. And then I kidnapped. used to have dreams that like. Someone would be trying to grab me, and I'd be running from them as fast as I could, but it'd be like slow motion. I'd be like, they're gaining on me. <laughs> I couldn't go any faster. And then I had another reoccurring dream where there was like a bomb going to go off, like a nuclear bomb. And we had to just we were trying to find loved ones and just get as far away as we could. And I That's hate creepy. those. Like literally, it's coming, and it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. I got to send you something then. Oh, it'll, yeah. It'll, it'll freak you out. Matt, what <laughs> about you? Me. I had a... Uh... I think my reoccurring dreams were always based around somebody needed my help and I was just never strong enough. So, um, like I needed to say punch somebody to free somebody that I cared for and my punch just wasn't strong enough. I've I've actually, I've had multiple of those where it's like that. something happens and it's like, I punch and it's just like, there's no power. And it it might not even be that too. It might have been also like, I think it was the punch, but it was also just like, I just, like I was trying to help. And it was, and it was just like, oh man, I can feel, ugh, shivers thinking about it right now. My my main ones were, I I was also listening to a a cassette as I was doing that. I I always had the, I had a cassette. I always had the, the, I always had bad like teeth. Falling out dreams, oh, yeah. which is I've I've looked at that. That's like a stress, like uh, self conscious thing. Yeah, and it was I I had those really bad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I used to like to describe dreams. Like I go to work and like I just like one of the girls. I'd be like, I had the weirdest dream last night, and I just describe the weirdest, creepiest dream ever. Like that was then. I was like, you were standing there. There was like this lake. <laughs> You're holding a baby. Is this real? No, like I'd make oh, it up sheesh. on the spot. I'd be like, You're holding like a baby, and like, they're <laughs> 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 just like, about really? And I'm like, No, nah, I just made that up. It's Rock. like these are dreams about how you pick up, like, 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 like before when you were single, you're like, Pick up lines. I had this dream, and we were like, yeah. We Almost. were just there. We were just <laughs> there, but then we started making so out. I don't know. Into me. <laughs> yes. My my wife almost oh, every no. morning. She's got she's got like the most intense. She's like, this happened down to like every little detail, and it's yeah. different every time. That's like, like my how, wife. How like, how do you what that? what do yeah. you? She's like yeah, and then and then Jonas from I'm like who's Jonas? She's like well that was her server from. You're like our our second anniversary, <laughs> like fourteen, like so many years ago. I'm like, what are you talking about? How do you even know? That? She's like, you don't remember him. Like, <laughs> dream, dreams. Her are dreams are crazy. Yeah. My wife has, has dreams too, like wild dreams, and like very. She's a like incredibly beautifully empathetic person, and and it's so much so it bleeds into her dreams, and yeah, it's intense. Well, like well, there's times where it's just is yeah. I hate waking up uh, wow. sad. 
like when you wake oh, up. Oh, like, I, I do. Oh, do you ever, do you ever yeah, wake up? Like I, I wake up, yeah, I wake I up angry yeah. sometimes. Like or somebody died. Like oh, yeah. we we had a fight last night, and I'm like, we didn't like we're in a really good place. I'm like oh, we were fighting in our dream, and it's like, I'm like. I feel mad at you, but like we, yeah. oh, like dude, we're, we're, we're so good right now. I'm like, why? You why? Cheated on me last night in my yes, dream, and you now dude, I'm you dreamt dude. that? Oh, no, no, but no, dude, that would be the worst. Have I you? have. I you dreamt, dreamt that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. For some reason, I have dreamt so me? vividly about that, and then I wake up and I'm like, I'm like not happy with my wife like yeah that was, i've i've like, i've been there and my yeah. wife has also been there and we're and we're so good too and yeah we're just like we're just like whoa and then that and is, the, the first intense feeling the first thing in the morning we're like i this happened in my dream last night and i'm like and and then it's just like uh <laughs> like Oh, I feel gross right now, but we're like totally fine. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. So anybody that's listening to this podcast or watching us on YouTube, please, if you know anyone that uh, can take a look at these dreams and let us know what we need. We need some call. Good call. Would that be awesome if someone heard this and was like, I know what this is. (laughs) Yeah. My wife has the craziest ones. She has ones about uh, all constant. Like, it's not like we take a ton of time in airplanes or anything. But she always has reoccurring dreams. Like, I swear, she has one every, like, at least one every two weeks about airplane crashes. Oh, those oh, are the my, worst. My wife's, my wife's, every, so every second, every second oh, night. It, would feel, it feels real. It feels yeah. real. Every yeah. second night, my wife's crashing in an airplane. Oh, that no. feeling, yeah. like that feeling when you start to go down, and then I just, know, you're just like, well, here we go. And you just, like, get used to that stomach feeling. <laughs> uh, when's it going to be over? And then you wake up. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sounds kind of like her. But the worst is now I'm scared of flying because of my wife. I've never been scared of flying ever. Do and you find? Do you will, find? Like, fly with me. She'll grab my leg when we oh, take no. off, and she'll be, and she'll, be, and she's got like, you know what I mean? She's. I like, think some people need to know though. It's okay. Like when you think of what we're doing, it is unbelievable. When we get into like this. Oh yeah. Cylindrical tube. Yes. With these metal things out there that are full of fuel. And, and like, it's like, are you guys ready? It's like, yeah. well, let me just get my drink first, right? Like, you know, it, it is pretty freaking crazy. Why is the Wi-Fi not working? Yeah. <laughs> so I, actually, I, I think sometimes those things are. Yeah, actually, that's completely fine to feel this way because I think this is like. Yeah. It. Is, I mean, I don't have a fear of flying, but I can completely understand why people would because it is absolutely wild i had a panic attack on a plane but i didn't even really know that's what it was it was basically like we were going to hawaii and i don't like any kind of like i don't like a lot of rides that go like roller coasters and stuff like that so if uh, any drops like that then i get that stomach feeling i'm just like so i basically started getting like if i feel like i'm gonna throw up or get car sick or whatever my fingers get tingly and then (laughs) i get sweaty and uh same if i'm gonna get seasick it's like a spider sense but pukey sense and uh so then that started happening, and I was like, okay, I'm getting a little hot. But then, and that happens usually, like, landing into Vegas where it's a little bumpy. That happens to me. But this was, like, a particularly good little whoop. And I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. And I didn't really notice that it messed me up. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it kept getting worse and worse. Then my hands started to swell. Then it started feeling like my feet were swelling. And then my hands started going like this. You can't see it on the camera, but they're curling, like, literally – my fingers were straight. Out of your I control? Them. Out of my control. <laughs> literally, like this. I had opened them back up. They shut back, and it felt like I was running out of room in my oh, body. Wow. My, and like, I feel so bad for it. That was oh, suck. it was so scary. I was breathing that would fast. Be t- such a terrible feeling. And my landed your hands. In. I like the imitation. Your it's like you, it's like you run into the washroom and your Edward scissors. Yeah, hands, like, it looks like, like it looked like that. And then it took ten minutes after it landed. It was like 
the pressure relieved and then kind of went away and I was like, well, that was fucked up. My my first true anxiety attack was oh, on a man, plane and I was never afraid of planes, but it's like there's only so much like leg squeezing you can take from the person beside you, which is my wife. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, she's really scared. There must be something actually wrong right now. And then I'm like looking around going, maybe I should be scared too. After like flying flight to flight around Europe. And I'm like, oh, now I'm scared of flights. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dude, that's like, exactly uh. what mine did to me. So, so, so that's what my wife does. We go, like, we, we, like, we'll travel somewhere and we'll fly. And as soon as there's like a bump, so it's like, say it's a four hour flight. It's like at least 20 to 60 times during the flight. She'll, she'll like have this thing where she's all laid back, but she's just like bracing herself the whole time. And like her, like her hair shakes, like, you know know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? And she, and she's got this, like, like she'll have like a hold of my leg and then a hold of like the seat beside her, and uh, and and like and like the the plane will do like one little like thing. She'll be like, <laughs> I'm up. And, and 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 like like the fear that puts into you because you're like, yeah. like we've had arguments on planes before. Where I'm like, stop doing that, please. Like you gotta stop doing that. Like you're, like, you're spreading <laughs> you're, the yeah. Like <laughs> like I'm here for you, but stop. Like. Oh. You know, like, you can now, tell her. now I'm scared. <laughs> well, you can actually uh, like Kramer from Seinfeld. Like, it's on fire. The one where it's on fire, his cigarette, yeah. the cigar. I think it's okay though to tell people like it's it's okay to feel that way because I think what we do is we try to to press down that we shouldn't be feeling this way because we look around the plane and we think you know lady with, else the, lady cool. with the cat and the perfume in the back thing seems to think it's alright she's ready to die and I'm like yeah. you know that person over there, everybody seems to be okay and then when people are like well I don't have a problem so then we think it's like you know I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way but in reality there are so many people that have a fear of well there's there's so many fears and, and it's okay it's not well, that big of a deal well it's everything We're, balances out though so it's like however many people are in the room it's like you balance out and you take on a little bit of everybody else's, right? One good thing to know about planes, the though. Stable person, the stable person is the rock in the room, and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. But if there's one person who's in the room... You don't say it's nine... fine to somebody that's panicking. No, yeah. I know. That's and the last thing you want to hear. If there's nine people in the room who's panicking, says that and then one panicking. person who's okay, that one person is going to kind of lean a little over to the one side, right? Uh, one thing to consider, though, with planes, and, I, and this made me feel better because my cousin's a pilot, and he was telling me, like, if, like, for turbulence, like, don't even worry about it. He's like, for turbulence to actually cause, like, a plane to go down, he's like, you would be passed out from the G-force before anything was going to go wrong. Because mm-hmm. the planes, like, if you actually watch their wings on the stress test, they get bent all the way up and then all the way down. Like, they can take so much of a beating. So now I'm just like, oh, Crazy. if I feel any kind of shaking, I'm like, oh. He was just lying to you. Yeah, he's like, he no, loves you. <laughs> you're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always think, like, is, is, is it funny? Like, I always feel like I need to put, like, rock music on in my headphones when there's takeoff. Like, my favorite song is, like, when those wheels lift off the ground and you, you know what I'm talking about that, <laughs> that feeling that of first like, like oh, oh is your butt gonna tap and it's then you're always gotta be welcome to the jungle like is your butt gonna tap the, <laughs> yeah yeah like the tail of the oh, plane oh I thought you and no. I was like what does that have to do <laughs> yeah, with yeah. my ass who's tapping out? your butt yeah. Yeah. get away from my butt honestly it's it's hilarious but every time we fly I think part of it is because we love adventures like I said so we're like and traveling around the world is something that is just like oh it just feeds our souls immensely 
And the one thing, though, that I've realized is that I've never... I get excited when we're actually land in the place we're supposed to be because oh, anything yeah. can happen in that. You know what I mean? Like even for my wife's 40th, we had planned that it was going to be the first time that the two of us had actually gone away together and we were going to England to celebrate her 40th with our friends and our family in England. It was going to be phenomenal. We were super excited. Then COVID came. So that changed everything. But I don't actually, that was a good example of, I don't actually get super excited till we land and our feet are in the destination of where we want to go or where we'd like to be. Because <laughs> then, um, so let's go, let's do it. <laughs> so interestingly enough, I always fall asleep right when we get on the plane before we've even taken off. No I, oh, I, so I, and too. then they wake me up. Hey, we got to wake up. To, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We're landing. And it happens all the time. Oh, like, we're so we need to wake you up. And it's like, it's because I'm always like, well, we're not, you know, it's not until we're there. Yeah. And it's for some reason, it's funny. My wife, Sarah, she's always like, how do you fall asleep? And I said, well, I don't know. Just I do that only by myself, but I do it every time by myself on a plane. That's funny. I can't do it when I'm traveling with other people. I can fall uh, asleep almost anywhere. I think. I really? Know I, can. I, I know hate, you can. I'm, I'm always the last. I'm always the last one up and first one awake anywhere. Yeah. I think that's Tyler fell asleep too at anxious. the movies. I fall asleep in the movies. I fall asleep. I like felt that like when I was getting a filling done one time. You know that feeling where you're kind of like yeah, we try kind of like wake weekend. up a little bit. And you're no, like, whoa, was I just falling asleep? And I hate the dentist. Oh really? So I'll tell you. Yeah. I've never had a cavity. I don't hate the dentist. Just not a big fan. So uh, I wanted to ask you, did you have a question? Sorry, did you want to? Uh, well, we can go yours first. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what's something that people don't know about you. Hmm. Oh, man, that's a good question. That's a tough one because it's like there's probably like a million things that I could think of off the top of my head. But like, uh, what's something I don't know about you? <laughs> I'm an ins. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with the watch. I'm gonna like, have you ever had a question, and then you're like, "Damn it!" There's like a million things I could have said that would have been so much more interesting. <laughs> what I'll go with is I'm an insanely picky, picky eater, and a lot of friends do that. Know know that about me, um, but I'm insanely like I'm talking picky. Like I can't eat mashed potatoes. No way. Yeah, like people are like, "What? You're Irish? You can't eat?" And I'm like, "No, I'll, I'll gag on like and like." Like, you know, like some people are like, they're picky, but they could like eat any meal and just kind of be like, oh, I didn't really care for that kind of thing. But like yeah, for me, yeah. they use when water. I was, oh man, when I was a kid, like. So it never went away from being a kid to now. It's oh just yeah, never... it's never gone away. Wow. So when I was a kid, I would like dread sleepovers. It would be like, hey, oh. my mom says you can sleep over if you want. And like dinner's going to be ready in like. <laughs> like oh God, so... she's going to bring all the mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I would have to like, I'd have to be like, oh. And like you know, like high the the kid high pitched like polite voice. You know what I mean? When someone's like, "Do you like mashed potatoes with like just like bathing in gravy?" And you're like, "Ah, I I don't know." And the higher pitch, uh, yeah. the more you're lying. Yeah, yeah. That's the more you're, so yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the more full of it you are. Yeah. And so like, the the, the picky eating thing, it's gotten a lot. I I can say it's gotten a lot better. But you would like laugh at like like most people would like laugh at my um my my baby steps that i've taken towards more food because like i don't it's weird because i'm by i'm by no no means a vegetarian but i could probably like live in a vegetarian's world just because i don't like meat like my um my friend steve i hope he listens to this now he's a wicked like he like he's one of those guys he's got the smoker he's got the you know what i mean like and, and he's he's amazing right so so like he's like 
uh, he's like, you got to try mine, right? And he goes to, like, the shop and gets his... Good and meat. and he actually sold me like he had us over for dinner one night and like really sold me on some stuff that I didn't think I was gonna like like I was like oh dude I'm really nervous like yeah and, I don't know I'm gonna like it and I remember I felt like a child again going to a friend's house for dinner oh, and like wow. that that scared you know that same feeling when you go to like get a needle when you're a kid oh, and, yeah. and and you like think about it for like three days <laughs> I still get like that when I go over to people's or houses a year for so question for you then because I think uh, we all. I don't know if you've experienced it, but do you have those people that are like, yeah, but it's because you haven't tried what I've Yo, hundred yeah. percent. Like, like, like my buddy, Steve, he was one of those guys. Oh, you Steve, haven't tried my, we love you. You haven't tried my brisk or whatever, bisque or whatever. Brisket. Whatever. Brisket. <laughs> my brisket. are my Nestle. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. My, my limp, Nestle let's cut quick. that part out. <laughs> my, my limp brisket. My limp brisket. Yeah. Step into <laughs> my house and try yeah. my meat. 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 <laughs> I came into this world for your brisket. I came into this world as <laughs> a reject. <laughs> yeah, you know. John Otto. Every, John time, every time something comes up, it's like we're going and we're gone. We spent <laughs> yeah. so long on the Let's one. Let's take a look in the fridge. Fridge. <laughs> I do know that we have like, so did you grow up then not, um, was your were were you grown up with adventurous food to try, um, or were my, you just like no from the get go? You're my like, no, poor I don't mom. Think so. No, it was it was like it, it's like there's no like there's no backstory. It was just me. I literally remember fighting with my mom in Disneyland because I just wouldn't eat anything there. I'm I not just, having this giant I, pickle, mom. I just wanted the chicken <laughs> strips. I just wanted the stupid chicken strips from the giant UFO that was in the middle of Disneyland. Yeah. And my mom was just like, there was so many times where my poor mom had just, she's like, she had to make two meals. That every would be night. so challenging as a parent. She had to make yeah. two meals every night. Or as and, a wife now. Yeah. Like, she or just. If you make all the meals. <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, it would be brutal. Like, she, like, like, my mom had to make. All the meals and but two because if she wanted something like chances are I wouldn't have it. My favorite meal was what I called a snack plate. It was like crackers, cheese, apples, veggies. It was basically so she could get all my. That's hilarious. That know. sounds like Annie's favorite snack. That's what though. I would eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that like if it wasn't for my wife, I would have shriveled up to nothing. I actually find eating quite um, annoying. I I don't like it. I think it's a waste of time. If I could take a pill that gave me all the nutrients that I need, I would take the pill. I'm with any you. Day. I'm with you. Um, it annoys people because I, I mean, I'm sure as a kid I absolutely loved probably candy and all the fun stuff and all the sweets, but I don't. I haven't eaten any of that and stuff in forever. Um, I guess. But I, I find say- it that the one thing I love, I love tea, love coffee because I love the idea of being able to just kind of slow down, have something that kind of. Mm-hmm. I like that. But food is just an annoyance because there's so much stuff I like to do in the day that I don't want to sit down and have to spend time. So to me, yeah. like I said, I'd rather. Actually, the other day, morning, I looked over at Sarah and my wife, and I, we both laughed because one thing that we like to do is if I have my coffee or my tea in the morning is I'll be reading, and I'll have it against my face, and I, and I just <laughs> like warm. To, and I just like to like and we both looked at each other and we're both doing this on our face. And I was like, see, I like tea and coffee for that reason, but you can't do that with mashed potatoes. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not the same effect. But you, but you can shower in alcohol if you yeah. put it in the edge of your shower cap. It's pretty amazing, too. <laughs> imagine, imagine. I want to, we've talked quite a bit about live show stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about studio recording with drums. 
Yeah, that was actually what I was wanted to kind of ask you about, like, you know, how a lot of bands, I know what you mentioned, like, most of the stuff is kind of like, you know, given to you what to play, right? Like, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, it's not the same as far as, you know, writing in session, like, yeah. you know, bands getting together and jamming. So, like, yeah, what's that like for you now, or how do you feel uh, about it? It's funny because, mo- yeah, like, the truth is, uh, most drums are and like this isn't to throw any of my close friends under the bus or anything like that but most drums these days are synthetic you know what i mean like when you turn on your radio or you listen to your favorite bands who have released new music lately um they're not real drums and that that's not to say i don't love playing with all of the people that i play with or anything like that because i do and i appreciate getting the call for the gig and anything and everything like that like um but the truth is, majority of drums, like I said, are, are are programmed these days and stuff like that. So it's that, that it it does like I won't lie, it takes away from the experience because, as we can probably all agree with, there's nothing more exciting than, than you know like starting the band, and going into the studio, and hearing your song on, the Fox for the first time when you join the Seeds. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, like there, there's something so exciting about that when you're doing it as, like, a group. And even group or not, there's something more exciting about hearing something you've created. And it definitely, the recording process in the past, I don't know how many years, um, I, I can't say exactly, but it's definitely become more like a, like a DIY, do it yourself. You know what I mean, or a yeah, DIY. Program the drums. Yeah, uh, yeah, like program the drums. I prefer kinda... DUI, as you mentioned. DUI, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drumming under influence. <laughs> the, like it's it's kind of become the, and it's not that it sounds bad at all. I will, I won't yeah, insult sometimes it. Sometimes you can't tell. Well, it's it's yeah, it's, you really can't sometimes because I get it all the time. People, it's cleaner like, and you're able to control it more, but yeah. That doesn't mean it doesn't have a feel though. Yeah, same energy. But the one complaint I have, and I I never want to be negative because I'm appreciative for any involvement I get in the music industry. However, it doesn't exactly feel good when it's like you play for an artist and they are like, "Here's the new song. We're gonna play it at our next show," and it and and like to be honest it's almost it's almost to the point where it's that's 99% of what you do especially as a drummer because they've got these programs that are evolving and 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 the only part that annoys me the most because i i'm such a music fanatic like i love music that's why we all got into this we love music um music's my escape music's my comic book you know what yeah. i mean like music's my you know some kids read anime when they were younger and anime is cool too but like i listen to music yeah and it's like i want to create it and unfortunately as a drummer i can only speak from a drummer's standpoint i'm sure there's other people that are definitely feeling that too it's kind of like a um like a singer will go to one guy and that guy will handle it all kind of thing and then they'll and then you're the hired gun that learns the songs when they need you for a live gig how how come you can't though like so like i i produce music myself and you know if you're if you're laying down electronic drums and you're trying to get like a like Mm -hmm. some kind of a feel to it uh you you still have to program that why why can't a drummer 
play on a like a MIDI drum kit, I, and then you just then you could you could just program the sounds in. Like, how come that's not a thing? How come it's just like not that? You have an awesome point there because it probably should be that way because you still get songs, the you get the live feel of them playing, and, and you get you a drummer still... playing on your stuff. Who that's what they practice. I, to I, do. I think too. Sometimes it's not even like we use the words like uh, like even Davey just talked about like live feel or this and mm. that. I think sometimes too. There's there's beauty and. I love all kinds of music. Mm. Just, like I, you know, and obviously, like like I'll say the disclaimer that like I love everything from programmed to non-programmed to live mm. to whatever it may be. I, yeah. I believe yeah. there's a place. So for do everything. I Absol- too. Absolutely. But I think yeah. that like, and I'm not saying that you know just because I'm afraid of offending people. I'm just saying that I like it. Like I really do actually well, like it. Well, they all serve a purpose, right? Exactly. But yeah. sometimes I think that there's when you hear something so programmed and so perfect. And I'm not talking about just drums because you were talking about like you obviously can relate with drums and you can see this. But I think you can relate mm-hmm. as well when it comes to it drove me nuts with vocals, with guitars, with bass, with synth that it was almost. And this, again, maybe it's just the people that we worked with. And maybe this is my only experience, but I really missed the imperfection that made it beautiful. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying to get at. Is and it the... drove me nuts that it yeah. was. You know, it's like, oh, you hit a little bit out of tune there. It's like, yeah, but what I did was amazing, and I love that, and I want to keep that. Or even a vocal take where I knew it was a little out, but I liked it because it was raw, and it had a good feeling to it. Or the drummer, it's like the way that you just – it wasn't the push and the pull between the bass. and the drum, like It was gorgeous, and that's what we were talking about earlier yeah. like, when we were off camera. That hip-hop, when you're trying to loop this sweet hip-hop beat from, say, some of the older school hip-hop stuff, you can't properly yes. – it's hard to loop because it's not a perfect – metronome loop yeah. yes and i think that there's a place for both but i think sometimes and that's why like i do encourage artists is like sometimes you want to give that freedom say hey listen this is a like roadmap this is kind of what we're thinking for the drums but we'd like to hear you and so like can you use i was i was curious if like can you just like have triggers or anything on the kit so that you'd be playing but also have triggers for midi and stuff as well like i'm, I'm yeah. obviously i don't know enough i about think it, but i yeah, think absolutely what, can I, like 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 you can do all those things. I think just what happens is it's like, well, why would we call a drummer in when we can just program it? You know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. kind of have that like mindset of it, it feels like. And you there's need... even guys that like are like my best friends that that's what they do. They're like, well, like you know, they're like, we can have Seamus over. Ah, we could just. Well, well, why? You know what I mean? Well, why like, why have guys. a vocalist when we can do like, like what's what's the uh, <laughs> like like text to speech kind of thing? Like yeah. why why even bother? Like but the thing is that a lot of music like <laughs> what ends up happening and this is frustrating though. What I hear is sometimes when they're so polished, it feels like the idea was half of a verse, and then even now a lot of choruses have nothing to do with vocals or anything. It's just a cool little loop on the chorus. But it's, it's half of a, half of a verse, and a little, they had a little yeah. bit of an idea, so they thought, let's just copy and paste the whole thing. Yeah, and then well, we'll drop a couple things out. That's the way out. things have gone for. I a think while that's kind of like what, like where that all started is. It's kind of like, oh, we can just do it all right here, yeah, kind of thing, and and just be done with it. So that, that might be why it might be easier than just to be like, listen, like let's just let's just get this out because we don't know. And again, looking, I mean, I'm just jumping to conclusions, so I don't actually know. I'm speaking out of my ass here, but sometimes it's like we just need the music pumped out. We've got to pump it out, pump it out because. I remember listening to this artist uh, back in the era of like the Beatles and this, and and they were saying, "Man, it's crazy! You guys were just putting out, you're writing such great music." And they're like, "Actually, nothing has changed. We just didn't have iPhones that recorded every shit idea. Yeah. So if it was a good idea, mm-hmm. yeah, we had to remember it. Yeah. And I thought, 
That is such a cool thing. And to you hear. had to actually go and make it sound great yes. and put, take the yeah. time to like yes. be like, do we really like this idea? Because we really need to like this to like actually put yeah, it all in, it. in all yeah. the effort to yeah. actually have it become something we can something give to amazing. People. Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, you got it nailed. That's that's. An I remember, awesome like, concept. I remember sitting with somebody, and it was one of the first times I had co-written, and I had always written in a way where it was like I really would dive in and I let my heart just like I just let it go. And actually, writing was always quite easy for me. Still is. Like writing, I write every night when I sing to my girls. In fact, I I sung the other night. It was like. I showed my little girl who's three. I was like, hey, sweetie, do you remember when you were asleep last night? I was like, did you hear me singing this to you? It was a great verse. And, as I, and I, so I, <laughs> what's I played, your critique, she goes, honey? She looks at me and she's like, you sung that to me? I'm like, yeah. She's like, wow. And I remember writing with this guy and we went through and he's like, okay, so you have all your stuff recorded on voice memos or what do we talk about? Those little mini disc things or whatever yeah, that we yeah, used to yeah. use or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we recorded me. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We'll just go, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Let's just change them into the keys all together. We'll just piece together. Okay, boom, that song's done. Let's move on. I was like, wait, what? Like that song, wait, what? And I remember my mind being a little bit blown. Like that's how you write. You literally go through and just go, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. We'll just take the best bits and we'll throw them in. And we'll mm-hmm. go that way. And I'm not saying that that's a bad way of writing. Yeah. It just wasn't my way to totally open my eyes up to another form and another way of writing. So definitely going back to like playing, there is a moment where it's nice to have like, yeah, that's just clean. Like, boom, we're just going for it. And that's the way that it is. But I think that hopefully people even that are listening to this understand that like there is so much value because I remember thinking certain things and our drummer would play something. You're like, oh, wow. It can, yeah. And, and just a bass player can change a song. Yeah. A guitarist can change 100%. a song. A drummer can yeah. change a song. But live, you don't know it until yeah. you're playing it with you. And even if we give you a bit of structure and say, hey, listen, here's a little structure, but you're so gifted and talented, you have the freedom to be you. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. We talked about personality, the way that you vibe with something, the way you feel. Yeah. You know you got it. This is why you're unique. You're coming in. And then we allow that, and it's usually like that's the one we're going it's for, the, yeah. dude. You've got it nailed. Like, yeah, because like I always tell people, I'm like, I feel like an old guy now because of the fact that my favorite music is is not always current music. I don't, not to say current music is bad by any means. Music is music, and it's good, and it should be respected and appreciated. But sometimes I miss the old way because of the fact, like you just said, there's things that can come into play yeah. where if you just don't ever have the option they won't come yeah. into play like so if you yeah. don't if you don't have a drummer it's like well then you're never going to have that idea that might be like oh That's my it. gosh we could do this do, 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 bust do, out do, the half yeah you're never going to get that you know yeah. what i mean it's, or maybe you will because there yeah. are awesome Who, people, but like that, but yeah. you know what i mean like you like you're kind of ousting opportunities of like this guitarist might bring like a sweet riff in, yeah, and like it could be really cool. Like, yeah. like, like if Ozzy Osbourne, for example, back in like 1981, imagine Ozzy Osbourne just doing his all his own album on his own without Randy Rhodes bringing in cra- the lick for Crazy Train. Yeah, Ozzy, like, it never what would Ozzy? Yeah, that's terrible because he Ozzy's awesome. I love, he I love awesome, Ozzy. Man. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like that that wouldn't be there no, if you didn't have this guitar player. Well, I think player that, that's that... one of the cool things we're talking about about the community, though, is knowing that you have all these tools available to you and that people do want to help each other out. So yeah. it's it's saying like you might have a great idea, and sometimes actually I noticed too when we would do things we would get stuck, and we all know that what it's like to kind of have a little bit of a oh Road like this block. idea is awesome, but it's like it's maybe sixty percent. And then you, you sometimes you want to walk away because like, listen, let's just like sit on it. Let's walk away. And I would never fall asleep because I was constantly fixated on it. And then you come back and somebody that 
again, the right tool came in at the time. So whoever was in your band, the right tool that came in, or maybe it's somebody outside of the band. Maybe it's another producer. Maybe it's another engineer. Maybe mm-hmm. it's another this. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's somebody else that's just listening going, that would rule how you just even said, hey, could you imagine mashing these two songs together? Be just kick ass, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So all it takes is that little bit, but when you don't have that opportunity, because it's like, let's just put out as much as we can. hope something exactly. sticks. Like, you're never going like, to get that chance to have that get guy it. that might be this yeah a keyboard player a bass player yeah and nowadays with technology like there's so much that you can actually do right like with you know session wire or different kind of remote recording things like people can connect to you like when you set up at your new place you're gonna have a like a studio room right so you can have your yeah kid all set up you can have an interface it's all mic'd up so someone can say like they've got options to either hey i want to connect to you and then they can literally record you into their studio from your house yeah. unbelievable right or send you a track and be like yeah just record to it at your your leisure mm-hmm. and then send it back to us right yeah but that being said not to blow smoke up your guys butts here at pineapple but you guys have the ultimate setup here because there's a lot of expensive studios out there right now that then that's i think that's the big thing is like a lot of artists and like labels and representatives will look at it from a financial standpoint and they'll be like we can't afford to record a drummer so they won't bring in a drummer but you guys have this route like th- like this is great like i've had the pleasure of recording drums here and it's and it's like this is quality sound and like thanks man it's awesome here i so, do enjoy the smoke going out my butt keep going this is, <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah, the yeah, drum room yeah get yeah. get get yeah. did, did you I get the nozzle take a moment sorry, to say I, that this is the paid ad <laughs> sorry your mic was cutting out there full disclosure i just called you shane i meant Seamus, but you jumped on shane's awesome song like a couple yeah. weeks ago yeah 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 and that that's what i'm getting at is as i came in here and i was like oh this is sweet because these guys are doing the top-notch recordings and stuff like that but it's still fair. And, and and you know what I mean? Like, so I think that's where the music industry might wait a weird spot in the sense that it's like people are having to do it off their laptops because it's like there's other there's other studios out there that are, it's like it's like, oh, you want to record a song? It's ten thousand dollars. And it's like who yeah, it's with, with with streaming and stuff nowadays, it's not the same as selling a selling a CD. And so it's just a little bit different it's not that i'm like one of those guys that's like the, you know the music industry shit now but like you but you know what i mean like it's it's a bit different so there's just it's just this like we're kind of stumbling over how to figure out how to meet the new with the or the old with the new kind of thing and and like so you, unfortunately I, I don't even think sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i don't even think it's the old with the new like and i think that to me sometimes we're not even giving a song it's full respect it deserves yes yeah that's kind of right so i think that it's like there's times where a song to its full potential it needs to actually have someone with personality come in with the instrument that they express like you said too like like it's an expression it's an expression of who they are it's their personality and come in and i think that yeah you're right there are times when it's like listen who cares the average listener is not going to care yeah it's like, yeah, and that's probably true. And it could, right? do, it could still times, be great. Exactly. Yeah. And it still could be great. And that's fine. But what we're saying is that there is times, though, where it's like it can be, it can go from here and just take off and go. And there are songs. I mean, it's amazing because I, I look at the artists that I grew up with and I'm super thankful that in my family, like I was able to be exposed to everything from the Beatles to Elvis Presley to Beach Boys to all these classic acts. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, then I had 
my friends bleeding into me all these other things from like Nirvana and Soundgarden and Smashing Pumpkins totally. who I absolutely love and then at the same time the Beastie Boys yeah. and like Notorious B.I.G. and I had all this hip hop De La Soul Tribe Called Quest it was like far side like yeah. all bleeding in and all of that came together so when it was my turn to create music that that came out of me just because it had like it was part of my musical DNA and I didn't even know that like we were talking about Radiohead and one thing I always loved about them is friends would be like oh you listen to Radiohead they're so obscure they're so weird I'm like actually I'm bopping just like hip hop mm-hmm. and they're like wait a minute what and I would show them Radiohead they're like oh yeah their drummer is really like that's a wicked groove I'm like you look at the crowd when Radiohead plays and they're just this is awesome and they're yeah. into it and I was like so that's the thing is that mm-hmm. you can program those drums in or you can sometimes go maybe you know these songs here it's okay if we program them because this is what we're going for but these ones here just didn't reach maybe we do need to introduce a bit yeah. of personality yeah. you totally have it in life yeah and that's where like that's yeah. where like if i've ever had like a debate with someone about this my point is not the fact of it's not, it's not good, drums or no not, drums. It's not good because you didn't have real drums. It's 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 more like you, but you didn't have another guy that maybe could have brought more to the table. Totally. Yeah, like that, well, you, yeah. like it's it's like, but but like if you only have one person, then it's just going to be that way. Yeah. And to me, the like you said, like like a Radiohead, um, like all well all the bands, like all the groups and bands and artists you listed, they're so cool. And it's like, you know, it it probably came from like people being bringing in their their yeah their their take and like you know that's to me that's where like you get those timeless you know hits. well there was like i don't mean to cut you off but there was uh, yeah that was super rude no no i'm not gonna let you guys keep going i'm gonna keep talking (laughs) it was like seeing these hip-hop acts i remember going to like Lollapalooza back in the day and being like oh this is gonna be the shit and going and seeing like cypress hill and all these crazy bands beastie boys like it was just like yeah i freaking loved it and in my mind i just thought it was gonna be a dj and them yeah and I was like, there's a full band? Yeah. Because there's That's a place cool. for both. So there were cool. songs that they did with both, and it took on a whole different life. That I was like, this is unbelievable. That's all I'm saying, is yeah. that some of the songs, their full potential was reached live. That I was like, oh, and I remember, and this is what's gutted me, is I hated, I, okay, I'm not going to use the word, I really strongly disliked when I felt like we didn't do a song justice by the way that we recorded it. Well, totally. well for, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so, so the mindset right now is you it's cheaper to program but really how, how much cheaper is it really because you you have somebody james is cheap man no you have yeah. <laughs> considering like, wait a minute what you can find me on seymour <laughs> street on a <laughs> you might not recognize me uh <laughs> you have you have somebody who has to put in that many hours to try to make a believable drum track that's that takes a while to do that realistically if you play a song if you have a good enough drummer you hit the record button what the song's what three or four minutes long that's how long it takes to record the song yeah like yeah like like it it, and then if you have a really good engineer oh it's cheaper then you don't have to have a drummer and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff well that guy's what 100 bucks an hour as a producer blah, blah blah all that kind of stuff and he's sitting there he's programming the drums it takes him three hours to do the song to, to make it sound like believable drums. Well, you could you could have the studio and you could have a drummer like Seamus come in and you hit the record button and the song's four minutes long. Now you, there's four minutes of studio time and the song's done. Like, it's it's not really more expensive. One hour minimum. It's 
Well, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever no, you. But you're also giving. That's the thing is that we're not saying this for every song. That's the cool part is that I it's, think it's like opening up people's eyes to understand that when you want to reach the full potential, some songs in your album. And I think this is the cool thing. Is you're that, getting that. You're getting that human element, yes. and then the drummer can do that as whatever whoever the drummer is, or 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 the guitar player, or the vocalist, or or anything, like recording it live at a studio that that musician comes in and it only takes them as long as it takes them to do it like it doesn't yeah. it, it it's, it's got to be the right drummer though. it's not yeah. like it's not like wow the studio's going to be you know ten thousand dollars because we need a budget for it it's not that it's it's you could you can have live drums and that person can come in and they could just go like boop done like it doesn't it's not that big of an ordeal and you don't have to resort to electronic stuff for everything but like 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 you said Matt everything has a place like I make electronic music and I love electronic drums yeah. for the purpose that they serve yeah. and I go that way every time because it's easy to control and you're doing it that way and blah mm -hmm. blah blah but for certain songs and even on electronic music i love having live drums and like it's not a big ordeal to have a live drummer do it that and and we should have it more because a live drummer can just come in if there's a drum kit set up they just go and it's three minutes they play through the song that's done. It's so just I, I just simple. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to set a disclaimer because I've been in the studio many times with um, other bands. Like I consulted, <laughs> okay. I con I, well, I consulted for bands for a while and like helped them to like put together songs and to build songs together, and it was amazing. And didn't realize how like the scenario that you're laying out is working with a seasoned drummer. Of like course, yes. of course. So there was times where um, I remember coming in incredibly jealous with the amount of time that was focused and spent on the drums for the vocals to get the 32 minutes to do the entire album because that's always allotted because the drummer took up all of the time. Oh, I totally know what you're talking about. So I think that, like, again, what you're saying, I 100, I love, Dave, that you brought that up because I agree with you 100%, and I think it's absolutely essential that the work is put in pre-studio yeah, yeah. before you get into the studio yeah. i realized mm. that is that's the thing you're at, you're introducing the right tool yeah. for the job and i think it is also acknowledging before you go in that again as a community how rad would it be to be able to shoot off something to a person like Seamus and go listen i yeah. need your input are we even close and he's able to say listen that's going to take you way too long to do that it's going to cost you more because there are way too many times where I know for us, there was times where we were paying a couple grand a day, I think it was, and like we were planning on being there for 30 days yeah. in the studio. Yeah. So how come everybody else got their fucking time in right. the studio but me? And yeah. it was time to yeah. do vocals. You're like, well, we got one. Drummers. We got 26 yeah. minutes left to do it all, so you better just do it all in one take. And I was sicker than sick because I always was. And it's uh, part of it. But that's well, the thing. Is and that it goes back to a good producer will know how to manage time properly as well too no it, like, yes it's true but also at the same time you've got again if you have um like again that's that amount of preparation before you get into a studio yeah. and i think that's why people just jump to like oh well, we'll just i'll spend forever programming it's like again you have to prep you have to prep click and, happens well well yeah, yeah me and, and me and me and tyler were actually talking about this today them. click happens they're like they're like oh you have like we'll have we'll have people ask 
oh, we, we want to do a song in the studio. How much is it going to cost? And we're like, well, it takes us about an hour to like set up the mics and get good sounds for you guys. And then if you guys are really tight, it could take three minutes to record a song. Yeah. Or if you're not well rehearsed, it could take three days to record the one song. You like, could be somebody like, like Ashley Pater who came in and did 15 well, songs. She did She did 15 They're songs like, and it was the first take every time. Yeah, it's like, oh, And boom. so no it's way. like That's recording awesome. time is really cheap when you're that well practiced. Yeah. So. That's the key that you just said there. And I think that's what people need to understand is that it's actually okay as well to admit the weak points in your band and that you need help. Yep. So if I would have, like, there are times when I think that there's a lot of bands that I worked with that I talked to that it would have been awesome just to lead them to you and say, listen, it's no slack against you. It's actually going to cost you less and you can then learn. But at least your songs are getting out with vibe. And I mean, man, what an amazing role model to look up to. It's like, I want to play right. like this on the album, so I'm going to learn. But it will cost you less, and you'll have this amazing vibe and this amazing take, and you'll learn from these experiences. And I think that's where people don't know these things, like the education you're saying about the costs. Like, a lot of people have it in their mind what things cost. And They're scared in, of studios, man. Like, oh, for most, sure. everybody, everybody I've ever talked to, they're, they're like, clients come in and inquire about the studio, and they're like, ah... I don't know if I can afford to do things that like this nicely. And yeah, it's 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 not that way. It really isn't that way. There I yeah, I, I agree in that sense. There is a there is like an overall like We're I think scared I scared of the had, studio. I think I had someone message me, uh one of my friends when they were like, What studio is that? When when I shared the video that I did with like the song we did with Shane here. Should yeah. we? Should and I we? Was uh, like, guys, I, I and like I remember, yeah, it was like they were like, "Oh, our place looks crazy." And should we? Like, uh, should we uh, cut to show that video? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's show Shane Kakashda's uh, video with uh, Seamus playing the drums and the drums are all like Kakashda, Kakashda. <laughs> all right, let's show it in uh, three, two, one. Ain't we living in some really fun times? Everyone's at home. Standing in line
pain I'd get up and I'd leave this place if I had half a brain reach out to me about he just starts listing all the songs like, <laughs> the whole podcast is him just getting his songs yeah, any, any song that I have had yeah. the ability to so play. there I was uh, so yeah I was just walking down Broadway yeah. and I do I like, do agree 100% that there is an absolute fear around the amount of money that it takes and I will say we put so much money into yeah. it because we believe them it's much like I uh, you know, my wife and I, when we look at like, you know, investing our finances and this and that, I've said that like, obviously I want to know what we're doing, but it's not my dream to be a person that mm-hmm. invests in finance. So we're going to try to get the people that we trust to be in charge of it and say, listen, like I want to be educated enough to know that you're not just screwing me over. But at the same time, I trust you because you are much more educated in this area. You're skilled in this area. We believe in you and we support you, so we're gonna trust you. Mm -hmm. And so that way I can thrive in what I do and you can thrive in what I do. Studios for the longest time, it was always like, well, like here we go, because I built it up too. (gasps) They're worth it. Like, and then when they would just throw out numbers, I'm like, we gotta go to the bank and somehow we gotta come up with 60 to 100 grand. Like, right? I totally remember those days. Like, yeah, Yeah. guys, we have to come up with 10 grand. We we got what we had to. Yeah, I think that's where, like, people might be a bit scared of it now or they're like, yeah. oh, dude, so like, then they'll, I don't want to do that anymore. They'll say, I'll just do it all on my computer then because they don't realize. But then when they realize, wait a minute, you know, time is money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so right? when you've spent all this time trying to do something that you are not the tool for the job, it has cost you so much and not just cost you time, but also cost you what the song could be, where it could go. When in reality, if you actually just look and go, okay, wait a minute, we got a tool here, we got a tool here, we got a tool here. These guys are awesome. Let's just actually get in touch with them. Mm. And then studios are honest with you. Listen, the more, that's the other thing I would have appreciated too, is just 
you know, we did pre-production. That was a big thing. And I would work with bands on it and stuff. And the more pre-production you put in, the more seamless it would be. Mm -hmm. But there was little tricks that I learned along the way. Like, I thought that we had guitarists that we played with that I was like, these guys are like, they'll play anybody out. Like, they're insane. And then we got into the studio. We did all our pre-production. It was amazing. Like, these guys are just fucking crazy. This is awesome. We got in the studio to record. And they're like, okay, so we're going to record, like, their line wet. And then we're going to record it dry. And then we listened dry. I was like, what the heck is going on? Because... Everything was so saturated in effects. It sounded amazing when we were playing it live. But then it was like, wait a minute, this is all wrong. Yeah. But it only appeared when things were so it was like, yeah, yeah. that just cost us a lot of money to learn yeah. this lesson. But then, you had like, and you had the whole you had this you had the seventies, seventies, eighties and the nineties, like the money coming in from records, which yeah, you don't have anymore. And so there was there was legit there was just money to waste. Like just pfft throw it away at totally, like recording yeah. a record and and that smaller. was that's and good. that's yeah. like like you can recoup the same amount of money by spending a lot less now um and i think i think what people haven't realized is that just because they were spending that much money back then when there was so much coming in there's not that much coming in anymore and now people go oh we can't we can't record a good quality record anymore because there's not that much money well it actually doesn't need that much money coming in to make that good quality of a record. It's it's like people were way overspending. It's crazy. You don't need to spend a hundred grand to make a record. There's like, in what world does it cost that much to do that? Yeah, I also think too that people are much like what we're talking about with success is that you're looking at like a drummer swirling around. It's like, okay, that's what I want to be. So then anything else, if that's the only definition of success, then nothing else is going to, Hold up to that. So you're actually not yeah. a successful musician. It's, it's easier to be disappointed. Oh, exactly. When in reality, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. if you hold up yeah. like a record and an album that you're putting out an album, it's got to look this way. It's got to be this. And I'm only making my source of revenue off of this. Yeah. Then you're setting yourself up for failure. So interestingly enough, like, you know, as because I'm a partner in a marketing agency, I work with all sorts of different clients and I feel very blessed that I've gotten to know the value in all of these different sources of revenue. So there are actually people that I follow on TikTok that... Um, I use this inspiration for clients that we work with. And let's just say they are a doctor. And this doctor is actually making more money off their TikTok account and their engagement than their actual profession. Because they've been able to utilize a tool that's free on their phone to be able to create content that is entertaining, inspiring, and educating. Mm -hmm. And it's, in fact, drawing people from all over the world because they're giving them value to their lifestyle and their culture. And it's drawing people to their their practice, their business. So I think that there's a lot of artists that need to understand. You need to realize that there are so many avenues right now where you're able to bring in income that will blow your mind. You just have to ask. And that's the thing. That's why we're creating this is if, if people don't know, then please reach out to us yeah. and ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that what we've done, though, in the old school, it was you made an album and this is the way you made your money back. And yeah. it's not that. Like, there are so many... Oh, it's totally we, different now. Exactly. But I think people may not understand how many different sources of revenue that there no. actually are. I remember being blown away with, whoa, we're making money from all these different things, from video games all the way to like placements in film, TV. I'm still learning. Like, it blows my mind. Like The video games was the one that got me the most that I was so excited about. Because, I mean... You know what it's like. It's like you, when you dream of like, to me, it's like success. It was like, I remember always being like, oh, I wish that I could play for Wembley Stadium in front of 60,000 yeah, people. Totally. And then it that's was like, a, yeah, that's a, it, Wembley yeah. Stadium. Yeah, right. It was always the this like, I have to play the Budokan. <laughs> I have to play like the Budokan. And then it's, all of a sudden you realize like, okay, sorry, 
how many millions of people just listen to my song on the video game mm -hmm. over and over and over as right? you're trying to get yeah. past that level? Yeah. You're like, I can't tour my whole life to get in front of that many people. Hey, Ty, do you remember the Tony and Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack? How influential that was? Oh, Ish. dude. Like, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Roach. Yeah, it's a game changer, but people don't think that they, they've got to just have people come along as guides in their life sometimes and just say, like, yeah. guys, just understand. And I think that's like guiding from all the way to from when it comes to writing music to recording music to working with the right people the mm -hmm. right personalities to even the way that you can actually send it out so you're able to get sources of revenue coming in it's the i honestly think that this is the best time ever to be a musician there's never been so, so many outlets ever and just because you can play everything doesn't mean you should play everything on it right like for just like with shane saying like shane drums i drum but you drum way better and we'll get it done faster and play like the right feel you know what i mean you'll hear it differently thank you right yeah <laughs> well, no. there's like a, you should have said you're right <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a reason right and and that we felt that when you came in right like a, we had talked about it before like oh like you know what kind of direction or what are you, what are you looking for and it was just kind of like well he's a professional like yeah. he's that's he knows what he's doing just that's why we're bringing him in so like we shouldn't be telling I, him what to do i get what you're saying because i for example i played guitar as long as i played drums but don't call me to play guitar <laughs> on anything for that matter yeah. like, i like like i i can play crazy train back to front but that's because that's my that's, that's your first <laughs> yeah, how, how cool is it though like i remember I that's my one trick like when pony. you when you have somebody that you can trust like you're mentioning with like just like we're gonna like talk about the drums like and saying listen you mind trying to play like play this for us and just like go for it the first time just how you're feeling it and the, and then all of a sudden it's like, do you mind trying it something else? Sure, but because you view the world differently, drummers view the world differently. Mm -hmm. We all do. We're all artists. We all yeah. view it differently. Yeah. That in it's the song, take. it's like okay, I've created this song. One and one is red, mm -hmm. and you're like one and one is red. And when you play, it's like one and one is seven. And when you play it, one and one is this. And it's like it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Anyone that's not an artist will not understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. But artists will understand because when it comes together, one and one is fucking perfect. Yeah. And I, that's I, the key is that there's times where one and one means electronic program drums. It's like, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. It works great yeah, for that. Yeah. And one of the things that I've always loved too, is when we mixed both, it was like, whoa, that's cool. Cause it allowed us to, to do things and bring in that flavor that was like, yeah. oh, it, it really needed. And it actually ended up, ended up, our drummer would have mentioned it. Like, well, what if we do this here? And like, elevated a little bit with certain things that brought it in and all it did was made the song great. Even, and even yeah. in the smallest things. Smallest things. be like. Like, you know, like how, like, and I love that. And like, in like some of the, like the world's most favorite songs, you know, there'd be a part where the drummer might've just been gone like a uh, blah, blah. And everyone claps their cha cha. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you, yeah. and everyone waits for that part. To I love yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that, like as a thing or yeah. just, you know, like a guitarist comes up with a part or it's just, it's just, it, it always, I, I can always, you can always hear it in music where you're like, yeah. I love I love multi multiple people like, multiple yeah. <laughs> people on hitting shots on on a project like you one person yes. could only do so much but like many minds on stuff makes for a better thing like in in any aspect like you can, if you're if you're like a producer and you can write music and program whatever that's going to sound like you but if you if you write a song and then you have somebody play drums and they put their own spin on it or whatever and the, like I I'll mix a song but and I know how to master but 
I'd I'd rather do my mix on something and then have somebody else master and they put their own taste on it and it yeah. it changes it completely. It and, takes a village. And it sounds it sounds the so right much village. better having the right yeah. village all yeah. put their own hands onto something because because it's totally you and can't that, yeah. you can't do something by yourself. Yeah. Like it doesn't one person doesn't build a house by themselves. Jesus did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Uh, so we've heard. You have clearly not seen my tree fart. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm going to get in trouble for that comment. I'm just so bad. <laughs> no, but I, I totally get what you're saying because in the same token, yeah, the, the truth is like what we talked about a little bit earlier is like, because I mean, this the sad truth is like, like, how do I put this? I'll just yeah. You know what? If you get the truth is yeah. At the same time, in the same token, if you get like a a shitty band in a studio and they're all like, let's record a song, and you're like, it's not gonna, you know, it's gonna be like, guys, you suck. It just takes it takes <laughs> like, forever. Like, you know what well, I mean? Well, and there's like something about like when you started working with a click, right? Like how hard that. Oh, I remember, dude. I can remember it like it was yesterday when oh, just like. It was all in the same. It was all in the same day too. It was like, okay, we're gonna hook you up to a click, and it was like, whoa, and that was a shock. So it was a real struggle for me. And then, and then I thought all my fills were the best fills, and then they would take <laughs> me in, and you know, your fill would be like, bing, and 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 you'd be like, you'd, you'd practice it for like two weeks because you're like, oh man, they're, they're, so they're, they're their their wieners are gonna fall off. They're gonna be so excited <laughs> about these fills. And then the and then the producer calls you and he's like, "Yeah, do you hear this? You know, you're you're soloing over like right before it goes into the chorus, <laughs> and you're like, because there was a yeah, gap. Yeah, I'm filling in the gap. It's sick though. And he's like, yeah, cool. Like if it's a sweet fill, if like you're in your room and stuff, and <laughs> that's but, funny. But, that's why they call him fills. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah. And then but he's like, but how about like ba ba da, and then. Tsh- I'm like, but that's not at all what I came up with. There wasn't like, a That's joke what there. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, that's, the, but but that's like all instruments in music. That's that's vocals. That's guitar. Oh yeah, I bass, suffered with keyboard, that. The keyboard you know. player. Like, do you have like a pad you can play in like the background? Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You got this. I can hold little, C. Just a little bit yeah. more atmosphere. You get this lick. You're gonna like uh, take it. In. Yeah. I'm taking it into the chorus, and it's like, or you could just hold the chord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. That's okay. That yeah. sounds better. Like, you're sure. Right. <laughs> Try the simple one. Yeah. Just hold C. And like, chances are in music, it's always less is more. That's the truth. We, it like sounded good. so good. They were right. We learned the hard way in Mushroom Studios with like our first like actual recording, our, our first uh, EP, I guess. And uh, we spent forever on the drums, like forever on them. And then we still ended up having to spend like 500 bucks to get them to like edit them so they're tight. Just because like oh, we didn't no. we didn't rehearse to a click ever. So it was like that was our first well, no, the first studio we went into, they're like, you guys recorded the click? We're like, we never have. They're like, okay, well, let's just not then, which is <laughs> smart. Oh, totally. And then, uh, yeah, Mushroom, we should have by that point been on a click by then, and but we weren't. So spent a little bit of money on that. I remember you were saying um, pre-pro is so important. You're so right. I remember I, that was, I had my first experience with uh, Garth Richardson, and he came in for pre-pro and, and like, watching him, like, and, well, playing playing for him like for two nights it was so cool because that was a really nice yeah. experience for me because he yeah. was like rage against the machine, machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like he was so good at being like 
okay, let's try it this way. And being like, are you planning to a click? No. Then get your click track out of your symbol bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do this to that because that's the way we're going to do this. <laughs> so for those of you that uh, don't know what a click track is, why would you bother? What? Why? What's the benefit to playing to a click track? Oh, a click track is what? How would I describe? A click track is basically like you know, like like if you were to ride a roller coaster, you wouldn't just get on a roller coaster that was just your average car going down the highway. It's got a track to it, and it's it stops and starts in certain places. And even though that roller coaster is going to be experienced by anyone, everyone else in a different way, it's still got its track to keep it to, and a and. It doesn't take any feeling away. Actually, part of the thing that I love about playing to a click track is it's an instrument in itself. Yeah. Because you have to learn That's to play point. on top of it. Good point. Or behind it to create the a feeling. The minute it starts to sound kind of musical in yeah. your head, it's got a swing yeah, to you, it, you know? Really you do have point. to, like, yeah, flow. you have to, like, make it, like, part of the instrument. Hmm. I almost it's... remember fearing it when yeah, we first started it, using yeah. it. It was like, this could be it's the like, demise whoa. of our feel. Yeah, exactly. But it isn't in any way. You're right. It's yeah. actually another instrument. I love the it, roller coaster it, metaphor. Yeah, That's yeah, very cool. It, it's kind of a vein that keeps the blood pumping, right? Like, yeah. You need you Listen need the veins in your body. Got all this. Wow. What and about tendons? What about tendons? It's the tendon that keeps oh, you. I just love knees a bending. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. You, know, you go to the old folks' home when they're all dancing. They're like, meh. Bendinitis. Bendinitis. I can't stop. Turn the metronome off. Yeah. Just imagine a few years when like the metalheads start to get old. You know. Could we go to a coffee shop? Death on the golden. And all these turn the fuck up. Not enough math. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough math. Pantera. One of the four. One of the four five six. So here's his Pantera. Less than that was Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to perform at a coffee shop with just a metronome. Wheelchair mosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Imagine just you. Just... Show just the metronome. <laughs> just dress like an an elf. I'm the metro gnome. Like a really handsomely dressed elf. I'm the metro. I'm the metro gnome. All yeah. the ladies gnomes love me. Awesome. <laughs> I would love to keep going forever, man. Should but we I cut wrap the intro? Yeah, my girls are going to be up in uh, four hours. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah. We went a little long on this one. Oh, that's okay, man. That was fun. Oh, thanks so much for... Uh, Coming, man. It's oh, been a great chat. I'm sorry you. if my stories were long. I no, dude, it was I, awesome. I could, I could like go to like. We'll have many more. I could go till tomorrow at this time. This week. This is. You want to part... uh, cut the intro tie? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Well, well, we'll say bye first. Oh, okay. So thank you very much for coming. Uh, now everyone knows we cut the intro after, uh, but it just makes so much more sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate it. And we're looking really forward to that. having you again. Dude, thanks so much for both of you. Well, ever, both of you. All fours of you. <laughs> thanks for having me. This has been sweet. Yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. This has been a fantastic cool. way to spend my night, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Perfect. Well, thank you for tuning yeah. in to the Pineapple Podcast. I'm taking these pineapples with me. There's <laughs> three for those of who are listening and not watching on video. You won't see them next cast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys and gals. I waved at the wrong camera. <laughs> yeah. I think I did the right one Stop this time. Stop pointing. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? Yeah. Music. <laughs>